Well, that's what we do. We mute tabs and we talk about shit. I don't know. That was a bad intro to this uh, podcast, which kicks with kids, the bi-weekly geeky podcast from a parenting point of view. Yeah. I am your host, Eric, the host with the least mostest. Um, and joining me this week, I know it's confusing. Joining me this week is Dave, Hawk, Steve, Brent, and Shows. How's it going, guys? All right. Hey, I was like, awesome. oh shit, everyone's hey. muted. <laughs> just give me a thumbs up. I was like, I can't hear anyone. I'm just oh, trying my. to do my best coach beard right now. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> His so, outfit at the, at that red carpet was amazing. Uh, yeah. Wait, what? From the Emmys? I didn't see. Beard. Beard. Oh man, full tuxedo, top hat, walking stick. It was, he, he looked great. God damn, he's amazing. so awesome. Um, I, last, uh, Meg was watching the the most recent episode, which was the beard episode, and I didn't know what she was watching until I heard a certain song blaring from upstairs. Like, oh, she's watching Ted Lasso. Amazing. You'll you'll know it when you get there because you'll know from last episode. Yeah. Anyway, um, how's it going, guys? How's you know things are good. Things have been. It's right. been a while. Yeah. I don't remember what our last episode yeah. was. Was it the the, was it the table read? Uh, the reader. Yeah, table read. Yeah. The table read. Was the oh, table guess read. what? I think we're going to do another table read at Christmas, and there's a lot more people in this episode. Um, I don't want to spoil it for the people who listen to us, but it's going to be epic. It's an unproduced script for a TV show that was canceled way too early. Um, and oh. it was supposed to be in Ooh. the season that they got canceled in. But um, I guess money <gasps> ran out, and um, they incorporated some of the stuff into earlier in the season. But uh, yeah, this was one of the things. It's it yeah, it's gonna be good. I'll tell you guys about it when we're off air. Anyways, we can't we we can't guess what it is. You can guess what it is. I'll I will. So Firefly. Uh -huh. Firefly. Who else? Who else? <laughs> so we're not singing once more with feeling. Oh, we would get copies struck <laughs> oh, down yeah. so much from that. Um, so hard, so fast, but yeah. it'd be worth it. <laughs> Star, Star Star Trek Enterprise. Oh oh. oh. <laughs> no. Show that it was canceled before its time. Before it was good. Oh man, it was just getting good, no, and I got canceled. It oh, it was getting so good. Oh man, we'll talk CBS, about. We CBS. should talk about Enterprise or TV series that got canceled as it was getting good. Um, Ooh, future episode idea. Yeah, like that. that would be hard. I know it would be depressing. I I already have one. I I thought of a show recently that I wish I had done for the reboot episode instead. So maybe I'll hold on to that show for if we do something like that. I wanted to do. Oh, I've got one too. I've I have. I have a the one the second one I was gonna do, if I didn't do Quantum Leap was Pushing Daisies, which was a phenomenal show. I don't know if any of you guys watched that show. Yeah, I love that show. Oh. So we're good. just gonna have to do a reboot the reboot episode then. Yeah, we'll bring back Andrew and uh, Drew. Yep, <laughs> that'd be funny. All right, now yeah, and then cast them. No, they'll have they'll don't have tell them what it is again until the show starts. <laughs> Could you imagine? They're like, oh, these fuckers again. Anyway, like we do every show, we're gonna start off with what we're liking, what we're enjoying. You know what's good. So I'm gonna go with the one who's closing his eyes, Steve. What's good? What's good, my man? What's good? <laughs> I see Wendy's cup uh, in the background. Yeah, Wendy's that's good. good. Like yeah. Wendy's. Wendy's oh, it's a Wendy it. small. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, there's a Wendy's behind it, too. Did you get two Wendy's? <laughs> I'm going to get sponsors here. To just I would be down with Wendy's. <laughs> sponsors. Hey, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's good. Uh, all my fandoms are falling apart and getting into corporate punishment and uh, I mean, IP punishment and uh, abuse behind the scenes. It's just a mess. So I guess I'm looking forward to Dune. 
It's not happened yet, but hopefully. And I guess uh, this week, actually, because Warhammer's kind of not feeling it, which sucks. Uh, I'm getting to Battletech, which is kind of weird. Cause Hell yes! Oh. The Warhammer 40k... Uh, controversies happen, which is just basically they're just being assholes at the on the corporate level. Wait, Warhammer community? Yeah, uh, yeah. The Games Games Workshop. Yeah, I, I mentioned it a, a couple sessions ago, but yeah, I'm I'm really obviously that's all I've been talking about for like a year, and now obviously I'm really upset about it if I'm not. Mm-hmm. But um, that's but fair, what man. was really funny was I guess in this era of social media, uh, you know, I discovered there were a lot of people who were just kind of not feeling it and were just a little bit unhappy with the company so you know you got that you know that group mentality and uh strangely uh everyone migrated to Battletech. there's just this yeah. huge <laughs> exodus from pk of not everybody obviously just people like me who were just kind of like yeah, i just want to go to a hobby where the company likes the fans it isn't stepping on them you know and it's kind of interesting. I, I didn't follow the whole crowd. I'm I'm about a month late on this, but uh, but yeah, I'm 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 doing a deep dive into BattleTech lore. Uh, I remember playing with the little miniatures, but never knew any of the stories. So, mm-hmm. as you guys know, I've got about twelve hours of lore videos to watch before I decide anything. Mm-hmm. That's, well, that's the my, question uh, is, are you going to jump into the Dark Age stuff, which came out with the hero click, like the the clicks line from WizKids, or are you going to stick to like traditional canon? Because I got into BattleTech when I was like 12, 13, when they brought out this line with WizKids. And I was like, these guys are cool. They're like samurai mechs. Turns out they were the worst group you could have picked. Like, oh, just yeah. awful. Yeah. Samurai mech and sounds awful. awesome. Yes, but I, when uh, everyone else has guns that shoot really far, swords don't do so well. I was, I just assumed there's some sort of like lightsaber thing where they would no, block it. No, oh, just yeah. normal swords with <laughs> a, a a giant mechs. To bring that up. Uh, no, I, I, I don't know what era I'm going to focus on. Uh, I don't really even know what games are available right now. But it's a funny thing you should mention about the swords. Uh, apparently, MechWarrior 5, the uh, video game, which had a rocky start because it was an epic exclusive and it sucked apparently out of the gate. Still kind of Finally, <laughs> finally, supposedly a little bit better. But the next update is actually adding melee. So you can uh, you know Ooh. you can actually punch mm. people with your um, mechs, so. Pick up the game Battletech. It's turn-based. It's very good yeah. I actually by comparison. Back yeah, in the day. Okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I like to punch things in Destiny when I play Destiny. Nice. <laughs> anyway, you play Destiny? Ooh, many moons ago. <laughs> um, many travelers there, ago. But but here's the thing: is there is there or not a wizard on the moon? That's what I want to know. Ah, that's a good. There question. was you don't you kill the wizard on the in the moon? Yeah, pretty much. You kill him yeah. in the first Destiny. <laughs> done move on here um, oh so my so i went to a, a wake on thursday and um afterwards we went out for some beers because that's what you do after a wake and and the the whole uh, we started talking about uh warhammer which is funny because i don't know anything about it and they're like and one of the, my buddies there was like do you want my login to the to the streaming service like and i'm like you know what why not i i would love to learn more um i i haven't heard anything about the streaming service so yeah it's part of what where everything went wrong but go <laughs> <on>. <laughs> that's unfortunate i'll try I'll, I'll let you know what i think about it once i once oh, i get okay it. let me let me explain where why there's a lot of controversies but one of them was that the reason i was enjoying k so much is after many many years of them like stomping on fans like about a decade ago yeah, yeah. i felt that games workshop had kind of learned its lesson because was a lot more fan stuff going on a lot more fan animations and like apps and all these sorts of things so the community was like really alive right and 
Games Workshop also started focusing on other products. Like they've got action figures now. Like they're partnering with a lot of different people instead of just fixating on the miniature war game. They've got board games, they've got role playing games. So I figured, oh, maybe they've turned a new leaf, you know? Then when a lot of you guys saw that fan animated uh, film called Astartes, right? Yeah. And it was like so good, right? Something clicked with the Games Workshop guys because for years and years they've been trying to like put together like, you know, some media and it all sucks, right? So when you <laughs> see this fan stuff, I'm like, wow, it's really good. They were like, you know what? We should create a streaming service, which in my opinion is one of the stupidest things. Like, why does a game company need a streaming service? So they, they immediately went out, they hired all these YouTube guys who were making these animated things and then put them under contract. So Astartes is like pulled, like it, now it's official, right? And the problem with it is some animators didn't really want to play ball. Like they didn't want to become employees of Games Workshop. And that's when it started to become apparent there was like a huge crackdown of the IP all over again. So now it's like it's created this divide where like you can only watch that stuff there. And happy those animators are getting paid and recognized. But at the same time, being really like iron fisted with everybody else who's not on board. So that's, that's part rough. of it. There's a lot of issues. Wait, I feel like this is a big topic. This is a very just. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't this want is... to get into the whole thing, but yeah, it's it's just I don't know. Like I said, I'm not feeling it. I'm I'm a little upset about the whole thing. That sucks. Sorry, Hawk. Were you gonna say something? Oh, it just seems like because Steve has has mentioned about Warhammer on the stream before, and that and it, like one of the smartest things is that they kind of turned the franchise over, and that there where anybody could yeah, do basically stuff. do some sort of novelization story, and that you know, and it, it was cool. Yeah. They embraced that, like the fanfic culture, and now they're they're going full reverse. So it's it's a real that's really I weird. I don't know where it's going to land. Well, well, yeah, we no, shall no. keep all our, our people. We shall keep all our eyes on it yeah. and see what happens. Now let me know how that streaming service goes. <laughs> For sure. Well, let's move on. I don't know how. To, yeah, on the stream. Let's go down to shows. You're down. What? What? Down, what's good? Okay. Down. What's, what's your yum? Mm. What's my yum? Um. Yeah. So these days, I've I've gotten into playing a a, a free to play game called uh, Genshin Impact. Oh no. Where you can get a free um Aloy skin if you play it on. I PlayStation. just I, I just got the Aloy this week. Yeah. It's uh, it's a free to play. Um, I'm playing it on my PS5, but um, I also have it downloaded on my PC and on my iPad. And what I think is really cool about this game is um, it's uh, the the artwork is gorgeous. Um, the voice acting is pretty good for the most part. Um, the the story is interesting, and so far I haven't paid a, had to pay a cent into this game. But I mean, if I wanted to, I could. I could I could buy some new characters. It's got that kind of uh, roll to win kind of style um, where you can, they, they call them wishes and you can make wishes and you have a chance to get higher weapons and, and new characters and this kind of stuff. Um, but I was just really impressed at how well the game works sort of cross platform. Like mm -hmm. I could play it on my PS5, I can turn it off and I can load it up on my, on my iPad and I can play it right on that with a controller and it, and it works just as well on the iPad as it did on the PC or on the PS5. And it's just a fun game. And yeah. and as part of their cross promotion, they they did give everybody that was playing on the on the PlayStation platforms a, a Aloy, a mm -hmm. free Aloy character, which is a five star character in the game. Oh, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, she's I got that cool move where she throws the the thing up in the air and shoots it with the with the bow and it explodes everywhere like the the Aloy like way. In the game. Yeah, <laughs> the um, I downloaded that a while ago. I haven't played it in a, in a bit, but I really I, heard it was I really enjoyed time sync, but it's yeah, gorgeous. It, it was like mm -hmm. Warframe. It felt like Warframe, like that much time to mm -hmm. do stuff. Oh yeah, and I'm sure if you want a fashion frame, um, that game you could. Yeah, it'd be even crazier. Yeah, <laughs> and um, Warframe also went cross platform. 
and cross-play. So um, it, it also is, is works it really... Is it actually up yet? Yeah. No, up, that's no. what I was waiting for. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now you can do that. Um, they were talking about it. Um, I, there's a streaming... There, there's streamers in Guelph that I follow called uh, Angry Unicorn, and they're Warframers. Uh, Warframers? Warframe streamers. And uh, yeah, they, they, they were talking to the developers about it, and yeah, it was fun. They, they talk to them all the time. It's great. They're good streamers. So when you say cross-platform on Warframe, do you mean like... Like I had the game downloaded on my Switch a while ago, but it was completely isolated. When you play it on yep. your Switch, it's just on your Switch. Now it's cross-platform. Yep, you can play with everyone. Yep. Oh, PS5, nice. okay. PC, mobile. Um, I gotta move my PS4 stuff over. Yeah. So everything's now with your um, Warframe account. So your name is now a Warframe account name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. There you go. That's our daily dose of free to play. All right, Brent. What are you up to? <laughs> what are you liking? And I know it's the same Money thing as me, probably. Yeah. Uh, now it's kind of, I don't really have one specific like yum thing right now. It's all yeah. kind of divided amongst several things. Like I'm still doing the Hades thing. Uh, as soon as we wrap up here, I'm going to be going back and I think I got two more playthroughs and I got the platinum finished. Um, yeah, I've been grinding like crazy on that. Um, got to start getting more into death loop. Shouse uh, just got bored with you and left. It's very disappointing. Yeah. It's, you know what? <laughs> I, I'm finding that seems to be the problem when I mention the word death loop. Anyone it's, it's what death loop is amazing. I, okay. I, I, I think it has the potential to be amazing, but thus far it has not amazed. Me. Not for you. No, um, but I've only really, I've only really just gotten into where the game really opens up. So are you in the different time yeah. in the different, I'm I'm in day. yeah I'm in where you can now select like the your times and and what areas you're going to and you can actually start planning things out so I think it's going to start yeah. getting interesting. Um, Are you getting orange weapons small... yet? No, I've only gotten I think the highest is like a blue level. Oh, blue level shotgun or something. So nothing great. Yeah, give me that smug look. Common, <laughs> blue, purple, orange. There you go. That's it. You will. There, there are um, certain there are certain characters in um that show up in different time zone time zones I don't, yeah. time time periods um that have like the special weapons so there's like a sniper that's that's uh, part of a trap and I'm looking forward to it. I have this week off work, so I'm I'm going to be dedicating a lot of time into that um dedicate that and dedicating time into uh thank thank you Michael for telling me that this was out uh, Squid Game. Good lord. This um, Fucking oh God, show. So I just watched the first episode today and it's it so hurt my head. <laughs> it is it is it is a ten hour version of As the Gods Will, and I could not be happier about that. It is just okay. I didn't know what you guys were talking about, but that that oh. is terrifying. Ten hours of holy So the it's, first the first oh. episode, like you meet the protagonist, and I'm sitting there as like I don't like this guy at all. And that all you know, all of these like um these shows like this. The protagonists are assholes. Oh, you're they're sending, always they're always oh, pieces. They're the worst people. Amy. And you're just sitting there like I, I don't the want you reaction. to live. I don't want you to live, but you no. have to live because I you're need to see what happens. <laughs> you're watching the guy follow through on the course that his life has taken, and that in the far in the first episode, and at every moment you're screwing you asshole. But you, you know? get to I watch the redemption arc as it as it progresses, and his redemption arc starts like really almost immediately. Like Does by it? the end of episode two, you're you're essentially like, okay, I get him. I'm rooting for him now. Mm-hmm. This is a show from where? From yeah, uh, it's on Netflix. Right Korea. Korea, South, yeah, from South, South Korea. South Korea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's basically like it's a wacky North Korea. battle royale. It is pretty yeah, much. It's, yeah. it's yeah. very much like. Oh no! He, if he, you've seen as the gods will, okay. it's it's a bunch of people competing in like children's games. Yeah, and if you lose, you yeah. die. Brent but they are, these people are desperate. 
What's it called again? They are uh, Squid Game. Squid Game. Uh, it's called Squid, Squid Game. Game. It came out three they're, they're days ago. How the hell have you yeah. guys watched so much yeah. of it already? I only watched, I, the, I, I only watched, watched, I only watched the first three episodes so far. I stayed up until like five in the morning yesterday watching it. I saw these guys talking about it on Facebook. So I watched it today as I was at work and I was like, I guess I'm not doing work now because this <laughs> show is just like, Oh, and one man. one last little yum, more of a uh, more of an anti yum, but I just want to put it out there because I, I got to at least celebrate it at least in the one way. Um, the finale of Brooklyn Nine Nine last week. This is uh, series finale. Series right? finale. Series finale. It's over. So many it was, tears. It was so great that they got to come back and end it on their terms because it was an amazing ending. And I honestly think that it's leaving them open to. I could definitely see them doing a heist movie every at some year point in the future. Yes, I, I can't. I can't put it past him. It's it's a Sandberg production. It's hands down. He's probably going to try to make that happen at some point. I didn't. I didn't think any of the last season was bad. I think every episode was strong, which was really strange because yeah. every so often there's like, you know, the it's, one that you're like, ah, oh, that's okay. It's what happens when you go into a season knowing it's your last season. Yeah. But they also like. I mean, they, they wanted to touch upon a lot of the topics that have been. You know, plaguing yeah. the states, and I applaud them. I applaud them yeah. for that for having the balls to do that on a on a comedy show. Well, they had written a lot of the last season, and then they're like, you know what, we got to go back to the table and redo it because this is important enough that we can't, you know, not yeah. mention it. And it's not like a little thing; it's like a main topic of the last season. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that was such a good season. I'm yes. sad. My friends, my friends are getting married in uh, a week, a week and a bit, and I'm definitely using some of um, some of the wedding speech from this season in one of the speeches there. Yep, yep, yeah, yep, yep. Anyway, Dave, what's up? What are you? Um, I bet you're gonna be like, well, Dave played Stellaris, or he's been playing a lot of Crusader Kings. Yeah, I've seen both of those, yeah. You know, or uh, you know, watching Ted Lasso. No, no, my yum. Today mm, is yeah. I voted, bitches. Yeah, I did that last Monday. It is election day. I went at like ten o'clock. It was not uh, busy. It, you basically fucked. You're fucked now because it's after ten. Not, unless you want to go vote. <laughs> oh, it's closed now. Yeah, it's closed. Five. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I went uh, at five thirty. I got in and out no problem. Yeah, I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be worse. Nope. It took me less than five minutes to go in and vote. Mm-hmm. You know. Great. I went. I went last yeah. Monday on my Same lunch, my lunch hour, and everyone I decided should've. to go at that time. And I was like, yeah. "Fuck, oh, really? Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why I went at ten a.m. So the polls open. I don't know. Like some polling places are different. Yeah. Ours was was nine thirty to nine thirty. So I was like, "I'll go at ten o'clock because no one's gonna like pe- there's gonna be a group of people there at like nine thirty, mm-hmm. and other people are gonna. I don't want to go first thing. So like ten o'clock, <clears throat> perfect. Like I literally just walked right in. There was, and then the line came behind me. So as I left, nice. the lineup started. Yeah, it was great. Why yeah, I love it? voting. I love, I love having my say. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. I love, I love our country spending six hundred million dollars on something that we. It's probably going to end up the exact same. Yep. So it's a good, good use. <laughs> yeah. of I funds. do, I do appreciate that we don't spend two years campaigning and then yes, uh, yeah, ninety oh, days. God. I just letting it get nastier and nastier. Yeah. And uh, naturally, the PPC is probably having a super spreader event. Actually, I think they are having a super spreader event right now. So that's good for them. in Hamilton. <laughs> oh no, they already had their, I, I, their no, no, no. Their 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 uh, their party, whatever their you know election party is, 
like a super spreader event. Oh my it's god! Just like, just people shoot themselves in the foot, but they're probably all vaccinated. Well, let, let, probably, you know the leadership. No, I don't know. The leader you don't is. Think so? yeah. uh, maybe. Yeah, I, th- I got a str- I get strong Fox News vibes. So yeah, you know, the, yeah. The um, the if, upper crust gets vaccinated while they just destroy yeah, the yeah, and, and they know how to pander to the lower crust. So. Yeah. My yeah. Uh, looking at my high school like people have added me from high school that I just don't care about and seeing the amount of people that have are supporting the PPC is very disheartening Ugh. amongst those people. Yeah. And I'm like, come on. I know at least one of you is Asian. You shouldn't be voting like, for them. Like if one of <sighs> your tenants or one of your uh, platforms is let's recall legislation from 32 years ago. Mm-hmm. I think you gotta, I think you gotta maybe not, push that i think you got to maybe just get over it like jesus christ Thir- like you're talking about legislation from when i was born yep like yeah let's bring that but yeah. what are you talking about like this I is this of our society. Is all the rage these days yeah like <laughs> what hey yeah you can't let's bring back like legal discrimination like what are you talking no. i do i do appreciate that this has given me a chance to unfriend a lot of people on facebook so that's nice yeah so. clean up that fa- facebook list yeah for yeah. sure damn yeah <laughs> all right hawk we're moving on to you What's good? Ah, uh, so yeah, I was gonna say Squid Games, but uh, Brent's already covered that. So you know, great show. I I, I wish everybody would watch it. it and that. <laughs> okay. No. So I'll go back to this weekend. I managed to catch up on a oh, another lo- movie that was on my list. Uh, Promising young woman from 2020, starring oh, yeah. Carrie Mulligan. Oh. Oh yeah. yeah the, is that the revenge one? Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Like. It's I don't it's, kind of it's almost like just it's rough. It examines like, you know, uh, rape culture and that uh, and like a, a woman who is deeply affected by it. And that unfortunately, this woman was also like a med student, very sharp, almost psychopathic in her approach and that. And she seems you're not quite sure where her end game lies in that because, you know, she conducts some very dangerous behavior. You know, right. it's, it's like instead she works in a coffee shop at day and that uh, at night she's out at bars and that, you know, almost pretending to be drunk and that. And then while always winds up, some guy en- ends up escorting her back to his place and that where she, you know, pretty much wakes up and confronts him about what their behavior, right. you know, and you're waiting for that violence to occur and that. But she's very smart and like it's not just random violence she's out to commit like uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to watch this it, the, the plot up. unfolds very nicely i heard yeah. really good things about um, it i just didn't feel i was up for it so i think yeah. i was right but yeah was great you'll i think some point everybody really should give it a shot her performance is great i don't you know she's Who's really, in it you know if she was going to win an oscar it's carrie mulligan oh so it's like uh, a bo a, burnham a, so it's like a sequel to shame for her Ah uh, no! Like Jesus, shame! I remember that one. That's also very. <laughs> that was rough. That was a whole different story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, this one is about someone who can't let go of a trauma. Um, you know. Anyways, uh, very beautifully shot. Soundtrack is great. Um, whole thing is good, and the third act it it does not go where you think it's going to go. Interesting. That's all I can say. Good. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll have to check it out. Oh. That sounds interesting. Um, for me, what's good is I got this represent hat. It's from a bitter, bitter Asian dude who is, uh, you know, Appa from, from uh, Kim's Convenience. Kim's Convenience. He has his own, has his own little uh, <laughs> merch stuff. So that's one of my good his things. brand. Um, I was going to say um, Deathloop, which is actually, uh, I, I've enjoyed it a lot. 
But I've also been playing, I got I have the Xbox um, Game Pass right now on my PC. So there are a couple games I've been playing. I've been playing Grounded, which is this sort of survival Honey, I Shrunk the Kids game where you can, right. where you're in a back, Ooh. where you're in a backyard. I, I have, yeah. I have that installed now as, as per your advice. So we, if you want to tried it, point, oh, no. so much fun. I, I played a little bit of it, like mm-hmm. just to kind of get the sense of it. So yeah, it's Did fun. you guys turn on the arachnophobia filter. No, I kept the spiders That's... in there and they're fucking terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah, yeah it just <laughs> blurs them out. The more you turn it up, it's a really neat mechanic. Yeah, it actually, is neat. They're like are genuinely afraid of spiders. <laughs> they're like, we're not taking out the spiders, but you won't see them. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, weird. I've also been... kind of, isn't it scarier, though? Just a giant blurry blob blurry thing yeah, that's towards I, you. I don't know if that's helpful. The spiders move they... so like realistically, though, it's creepy. They're blurring it. What? Yeah. Blurring that's it from for... Obsidian as well. It, yes. Yes, it is. Um, but and, and I've also been playing this game by Anna Purna Interactive called 12 Minutes. And it's a time loop game. Another time loop game. And it is fucking phenomenal. Like, <laughs> it has Willem Dafoe in it. It has James McAvoy. It has Daisy Ridley as the main characters in it. And whew, it's it's a mystery where this guy enters his, his apartment. And whenever he dies or whenever something wrong happens, the day, the, the event resets and you have to figure out what happened. And it's such a good, Oh, it's such a good, I, I, I was so upset oh. when I, I, I thought I was so clever and I figured out how to electrocute the cop Yep. and then how to take a knife and how to stab him while he's on the ground. <laughs> so he's dead. And I'm like, I win. I beat the game. And then it Lord. I'm like, that was not the point. Damn that it. was not the point. No. Okay. Um, if you, if you ever get a chance and a Perna uh, interactive, does like the best games like really at least interesting game. they've, they've done the most um fulfilling games for me the past year they've done that game they've done mark marquee is that the that was a puzzle game marquette. That was on, marquette, marquette that was on playstation 5 and then that was the, fantastic the artful escape which is this side scrolling game that everyone should play it's probably my game of the year right now um it just got released like a week or two ago so Check those cool. things out. Um, normally, they we just oh. get acquired too, or my crazy. Did they? Oh, I hope not. I hope it's not by like Xbox because then I'll I know I thought uh, they were getting acquired by Sony. Maybe, maybe I just made that up. A time loop games. I might have to start off my time loop movie list again. I you kind of started. Really... Oh no! I've got, I've got twenty more movies. We'll lose you. I only have twenty more. <laughs> we'll lose you to the time. 20, yeah, but if I play a little bit of Returnal in between Death Loop and Twelve Minutes while watching. You know, 12 monkeys i'll be okay you can hey, finish like, 12 minutes in like two three hours um um someone on play watch listen i can't remember your time Biffle zone, or Troy Baker, but one of them beat it on their first run <gasps> no 12, 12 yeah. minutes yeah no, they, were, yes, they, they got it through on their first run and they were like oh oh that wasn't supposed to happen <laughs> yeah that's interesting i don't know how that's you do that because you, you have to just, reset it to figure I don't out know. Um, I don't yeah, know, I'm like there's there's parts of the story that only get revealed by resetting it. Yeah, so I don't know what to tell you. That's Listen, I just listen to the yeah. podcast. I don't uh, I don't talk to these people. All right, well, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> Normally, we go into the news, but there's only really one news item, and I'm gonna let Hawk do it. Uh yeah. Last week, uh, a comedy legend from Canada passed away. Norm Macdonald died at the age of 61 from a nine-year battle with cancer. Uh, which he kept private from even some of his closest friends and family. Uh, and 
yeah, he was he was an inspirational comic. I grew up watching all his stuff on Saturday Night Live. His weekend update was still hailed as the greatest of all time. Yeah. Uh, you know, thank God for OJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh he even, he even said it's you know uh, after the trial ended and that he's like wow hopefully another so, you know he was looking for the next you know super sports great to you know wind up in a murder scandal to revitalize his career <laughs> oh my god. god could you imagine if he was on during the trump era oh my god yeah that would be oh, he was in that he was he was very he was very cautious about speaking about Trump and that, you know, he did, you know, he wasn't over fond of the guy, but he never kind of piled on to that. You know, they, uh, they asked him in an interview on that on uh, CTV about, you know, can somebody do a good per Trump, Trump impersonation? And Norm said, no, you know, there's no such thing. He said, you know, and he's famous for some of his impersonations and that he said that it was something very interesting He's that you actually have to kind of like the person that you're impersonating in order to do a good impersonation mm. and that, mm, you know, because as he said, yeah, most people like themselves, you know, mm. uh, and if you can't empathize with the person that you, you know, you're, you're, you're doing a satire of and that it's ultimately just going to fail. Mm. That's fair. Um, so yeah. 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 Uh, so he leaves us with a, a long YouTube legacy right now. I know everybody's been doing deep dives into yeah. his, you know, interviews. And, uh, yeah, you know, it, my YouTube algorithm podcast. is completely shot right now because it's uh, just all Norm McDonald tributes and, uh, and old yeah. videos. Yeah, his if book we, is sold out too. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Yeah. If we if we don't do a tribute episode, I think we should at least, uh, if everyone gives me a one of his favorite clips or jokes or something, we can make a blog post on our website and do just a tribute there. We'll yeah, I've already that. done. I've done that on my Facebook. I've done, yep. I yep. hunted day night trying <laughs> trying to, to find, find that specific <laughs> clip because that is that joke was that joke was the moment I fell in love with him as a comedian. Which which joke? And I remember it? watching it, it. Cut out it, him. Oh, uh, it was the joke about him. Uh, the worst gift you can give someone is a lottery ticket. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know this when you give someone a lottery ticket. If you give someone a lottery ticket, essentially you're just giving them nothing. <laughs> like, but the only thing worse than giving them nothing is giving them a lottery ticket that wins. And he has sure. this wonderful speech afterwards where he's on the phone with the guy who won the lottery ticket that he gave him. And I don't, uh, we'll put it in the blog post now. I don't want to try and recite it here, but it's, it was, oh, it's, just, it's one of the most genius <laughs> things I've ever heard someone written. For sure, for sure. Um, rest in peace, Norm Macdonald. Uh, you will be sorely missed. Oh no, Hawk wants to do one more thing. Sorry. The good news, although you know, as people know, he was played Yoffit, Lieutenant Yoffit, on uh, you know two seasons of the Orville, and that. Uh, mm -hmm. So news came this week that uh, he fulfilled all his uh, recording for yeah. season three. So I look yeah. forward to seeing more of Yoffit. Yeah. He was one of the best parts of the Orville. Mm -hmm. So good. We'll do a week Orville, Orville episode one day when Joe's gets his act together and gets that uh, Orville yeah. episode going. <laughs> All right. Um, so we're going to do a segment that we haven't done in a long time, and it's uh, we're, we're looking at the first couple episodes of a TV series. This In this one, uh, in this case, it's Why the Last Man, which premiered on September 13th, and we're going to say whether we're going to watch again. Before we go into that, are, who's familiar here with the comic book other than myself? Steve? 
This is an audio podcast, so you might have to speak up. <laughs> I am, Eric. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Steve, did, did you end up uh, reading the whole thing? I know you you didn't end up uh, watching it. But, uh, we, we, we just need a narrator. I, I Steve slowly raises his hand. <laughs> Eric looks befuddled. No, I uh, I didn't watch it, uh, this, the, the new series, but I, I have the whole thing uh, in a trade paperback. And uh, that also doesn't mean that I've read it, but in this case, I actually have. So, yes, yeah. I have read the whole thing. Yeah. What do you think of it? in terms of um notoriety like how how good of a series is this in your comic book i remember actually many years ago when they were just starting to uh you know i think i guess the mcu had started and then everyone was looking for comic book properties and then the idea of a why the last man television series came i was like that would a good TV show yeah. like I immediately agreed with the concept now I don't know how many iterations it's been through and the people I mean they were going to have Shia LaBeouf be why that was the time, that was know, the movie was, when they were going to do yeah yeah, yeah, yeah well, Shia LaBeouf or Hirsch were yeah. were yeah. yeah and I actually did I thought that was that I thought it was a bad idea to be yeah. honest yeah especially at that time um, like late 2000s because that was a really long time ago so um and of course uh, uh the writer has gone on to make even more like fantastic series like saga and so i mean i i, I think you know um i think it's a good idea i don't mean, i don't know what they've done with it i can't wait to hear what you guys say but for sure yeah for I, th sure. I thought it was an interesting series back then now i don't know maybe it's a little too polarizing steve i'm gonna disappoint you i couldn't finish volume one of saga didn't like it it, I haven't read Saga actually. So it's um, it's a lot, <laughs> and it's very strange. Um, but it once you get into it, it it gets good. Um, I I enjoyed his paper. So we're talking about Brian Kavon, the writer Brian Kavon, who's who's worked on Lost and um, Runaways and, and a number of other shows as well. And Saga is is very beloved but is very strange to get into paper girls is okay. is easier to get into and they're actually making a tv show about it so you know that's gonna be awesome um for the four that have seen the show sorry chefs we're gonna keep you out of this for a little bit uh dave no worries hawk mm -hmm. um brent and myself there's only been four episodes out three probably i don't know if you guys have seen the fourth one yet it came out today <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just, oh, okay i've only seen the first yeah. i only thought the first three wrote what'd you guys think of the the show the, so the premise of this show is that um a worldwide event occurs where everyone with the y chromosome dies except for one man and one capuchin monkey <laughs> wait it was capuchin monkey right yes yeah 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 capuchin. aka spider monkey, monkey. Yeah. the yeah. monkey whose name is the best name for any animal which is ampersand um yeah what did you guys think of the the first series or the first would, couple episodes i would love to go first uh go, because go first, i didn't like it at all okay that's fair i mm. thought uh i only i only found one character likable hero nope uh I'm, uh, I'm thinking the, it's the same one I found. The the agent, I forget. Oh, agent. 355. She's amazing. 355. Real cool. Everyone else, um, like Diane Lane's good, she's a great actress. I don't find her character super compelling, but that's probably like a, a yet thing because yeah, like her sure. conflict that didn't really come up yet. Um, but they like, introduced her no really early in the series too. Like she doesn't get into the comics for a little while. So um, I yeah I just have no desire to continue watching this. I like I don't know if it's just because they're doing a lot of like Tarantinoing, where it's like let's show you the first like the show opens trying to establish the setting right, mm -hmm. and then it jumps back. Yeah, and then we build up again where it's like we could just not do that intro. Yeah. yeah. Um. No. To be fair, and, I, I felt that a little bit jarring because the comic book just starts in the pandemic. 
And then you find out slowly what had happened. Yeah. So I don't, I just feel like the pacing felt kind of weird. Um, like I said, I, like because none of the compare characters are basically compelling to me. I'm like, I don't, you know, like this is just not a show for me. That's fair. Um, I know a bunch of people that feel that way too. Yeah. Um, and like York's a super dumb name. <laughs> York's an awesome name. Oh, he's God. still a dinkus. Well, God, he was a dinkus in the comic it's book. A and super, he's a it's a super though. dumb name, but it fits him is the thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, so I get that. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's but, an yeah, inspiring escape artist. And uh, I think the, the premise, the premise is very cool, um, but it's, I'm just not going to continue it. I watched it with my friend who has read the comic and loves the, the comics. And then he explained me more and more stuff. And I'm like, yeah, none of that interests me. Like none of that is going to you know, make me watch the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I don't know. I, there's, there's people can be heroic in it and they all kind of choose not to be. And that, yep. I don't like that. And that's, that's not what I want from stories, right? Because mm-hmm. if I want, want to watch people not be heroic, I just look in the news. Yep, that's fair. So. All right, yeah, Hawk. That's, that's what about bit. you? So I'm, uh, I'm familiar with the concept of the comic and that, so I'm not unfamiliar with it. Uh, given that, stepped into the show and that, uh, so far I'm enjoying it. You know, it's, I, I'm not falling in love with it and that, but I, I gotta say it's like, so far, like, I'm pretty invested in what's happening, you know, Uh, just basically because the series seems to be asking all the right questions and that. And it's, you know, they've definitely grounded into what's happening in politics right now. And the idea that, you know, like something like this happens, you know, you know, where do the you know, what's going where do these people go and that? What do they prioritize and that? And what's happening with the general population and that, you know? So, um, so far, I think they're really ticking all the boxes for like, you know, a pandemic drama, which I know none of us really need right now and that, but you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> at, at least at least like you know like the severity of the crisis is it, it is really out there and palpable in the series um i'm liking yorick you know uh you're you not know, supposed to not he's, he's a dick <laughs> no i know you know but so i'm liking the way he's, he's, he's yeah i'm liking the way he's being he's being portrayed he grows that, on you, know? you. Uh, sort of like his character in warcraft <laughs> yeah. um yeah it's sort of like the guy in the squid game and that he was in the, the warcraft episode. movie that was my reference by the way <laughs> i was yeah. like what the hell are you talking about right. he was the wizard in the warcraft <laughs> movie i don't remember i didn't watch it it doesn't matter it doesn't the young matter. wizard i yeah. did tangent, I, I did go back and i watched a movie that he was in uh about the 1967 hijacking of an air france flight by uh oh I, I can't remember what it's called right now uh but like he plays like uh a, an israeli soldier and he's just like this like like you're you're special forces but you're also the worst guy on the squad and i'm like does this guy just play roles where he just gets shit on all the time <laughs> that's that's, that's that's a lot of some actors sorry hawk I, so, I cut you off by that that's okay. But yeah, Agent 355 is still the best character on the show in that. Her intro, I was like, you know, why is she doing that particular thing in that? And then you see her going up for that she, little jog yeah. and then... She's also the best wow. uh, character in the comic book, so don't don't feel... Uh, I'm still trying her. to figure out... She, she, I don't I don't think she's CIA. I'm pretty sure she's like NSA. No, no. They, they talk about it in the, the first three episodes. She's part of a, a, a secret group of agents called the Culper Ring. Uh, this is actually a actual spy network that was in place during um, the Civil War. American well, not the American Revolution. It was, um, it was made by Washington. <laughs> so people like uh, Hercules Mulligan were in it, and there's there's actually a TV show about this um, 
What was it called? Ah, oh, shit. Wild Steve, Wild West. Steve, you, we were talking about the spy show. Do you remember? Oh. I, it was a long time. I think it was called Betrayal or something. No, that's not right. Um, Forgot. Sorry. Fuck, I don't remember. Okay, Brent, you go. I'll, I'll try and find this. All right. Um, I, I'm not going to... I basically am just going to be mirroring what Dave said. Uh, it's. I like the 355 character. Um, it's not a bad show. I, I, I don't want to say that I was, like, bored. But it's just I watched the the three episodes and I just I can't see myself getting invested. It's just it reminds me of too many other shows with similar premises and that you know it reminded me so much of like Designated Survivor, the Keeper Sutherland show. Oh sure, where yeah. Everyone yeah, dies and he becomes yeah. president, and it's all about how do we function as a society What's after the succession? this tragedy. Yeah, and I kind yeah. of felt like I see the show leading in that direction, and I'm just like been there, done it. That's fair. So instead they of took it from why shitting, but. instead of shitting on or or praising the show or whatever, I'll just do a, a little anecdote about the show actually that I learned watching the first episode. So years ago, I used to be the technical director at the Tivoli Theater before it collapsed, and uh, one day we had uh, three weeks where this show called Slings and Arrows was filming there. Yay! And and. They did not have someone who could competently uh, work theater lighting. So they ended up hiring me on to come oh. and do all of the lighting for the series that took place inside. Like any scenes that took place inside of a theater, I was doing all the lighting for. God damn it. And one day, <laughs> one awesome. day they, they came over and they said, uh, so we have a close set today because uh, um, somebody's going to be filming nude on stage. And I was like, OK, I'll get out of here. And they're like, no, 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 no. you're the lighting guy. you got to stay. And I'm like, oh, who is it? Thinking Rachel McAdams is in this movie, is in this show. And then they're like, oh, it's uh, it's Paul Gross. And I'm like, (laughs) all right. (laughs) So he's going to be there. Like, he's going to be standing on the stage. There's going to be flame cannons coming up around him. He's going to be there. And I said, facing me. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. No cod piece, nothing? So I'm just going to see Paul's Gross for for three hours today. This is fantastic. (laughs) So... And the, but of course, they said the camera was going to be aimed up towards where I am. So the entire time they had me program all the lights and I'm sitting there under the board doing this. <laughs> and Q and Trying to push go. It. Q and it was go. just one of the most like, yeah, one of the most surreal moments in my life getting to do something like that. But the reason I bring it up is because I kept watching the first 10 second episode going, who the hell is that that plays the president? And then I see the credits at the end and it's Paul Gross. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, he got old. Yeah. You didn't uh, recognize yeah. him with his pants on. Yeah. I did not know. <laughs> Take the pants off, put a flame cannon up his butt, and then maybe I'd be like, there he is. <laughs> that's that's the one I remember. Um cool. That's awesome. Um I'm super jealous. Yeah. Then you saw Paul Gross naked? That's yeah. what you're doing. Uh, uh yeah. I used to hang with Mark McKinney for two weeks. Oh yeah. During that's that shoot. That was, yes. He was oh, always man. stationed up near where I was uh, working, so I got to chill with him for like two weeks. And Swings and Arrows is one of my favorite TV shows, so I hope you got some of the money that I paid for those fucking expensive DVDs. <laughs> I got paid by the theater, and that was it. Oh. Technically, I was not an technically I was not an employee of the pro of, of the, the film. I was oh. an employee of the theater and was only technically classified as a liaison. Um, fair enough. Uh, okay. I, Paying you under the table. Yep. <laughs> the theater I bring way. Michael back in. Mm. 
Oh, I don't want to drag it out. But uh, so as someone who didn't see it, but have, have read it, I mean, and also just for the benefit of everyone else who's still not totally clear on the premise of, of this story. Uh, yeah, all the men or anything with the male chromosome suddenly passes away. And this is mystery is sort of an ongoing issue. But the focus of the show is more on yeah how society uh, continues on. And I, and and I think what I was trying to sort of say before, but you guys have sort of confirmed it is back when I heard they were going to do this show, uh, I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. You know, Shia LaBeouf, that's right. You know, it's a sort of a neat idea. And I always felt the comic book, at least, um, handled that sort of, you know, I think it's a little bit of a loaded question. Oh, well, if there were no men in the world. Is it better? Is it worse? You know, but it, it really it really took that premise and, and, and told some great stories with it. Mm-hmm. Well, um, even just from the first that's episode. That's the thing is now. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, but now, because we are in a you know pandemic, you know, and there's been a lot of uh, gender, you know, uh, uh, focus on gender in, in recent years. Like, I, I yeah, I, I'm not totally sure it's anymore you know what i mean like well because I, a lot of stuff i found was was more delightful 10 years ago and yeah, now is a right. little bit more like uh, well so, sorry I, I cut you off here. no 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 it, it, they have updated it uh since the comic book and okay a prevalent theme of the comic book was we don't have enough women in government and in high rankings uh positions in companies and stuff so when things like this happen they have to find someone who's would be as qualified as the higher ranking people, but they just don't because they're not Exist. on the list, right? Um, I know that's problematic in the show and it's problematic in real life, um, but it is one of the themes that they explore in the comic book and it's already quite apparent that they're going to do that in the TV show. They're really playing up the... Um, I, I, I don't know if you remember this. There's a religious sect in the comic book that comes that comes very prominently in the comic book and very violently, but they're just in the inklings of that in the TV show. So um, I look forward to seeing how they're going to bring that up because it was very uh, polarizing back then, even for people reading it. Like that's, this is the sort of thing that, yeah, I, I, I guess I'll have to maybe check out the series because yeah, knowing that there are a lot of plot lines that they couldn't possibly have covered in the first three episodes. And, and yeah, it's, it's all about like this weird society that has been created by this vacuum. Right. And, and all the, cause they all stem from real life, you know, mm-hmm. like these are questions, like if there were no men, um, ideas would be allowed to flourish and uh and and where would that all go you know and and yeah it's not a very deep like story by any means but i think it's still i think it still traces you know some interesting questions so but i also agree with all you guys who didn't like it that much because i agree a lot of the characters start off a little bit too mysterious or or fairly uh self-centered uh i I, uh, they're self-centered and you just don't know enough about some of them and um it takes a really long time for some of them to grow and that's actually one of the things i liked about it is because some of the characters are very consistent and 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 i'm not going to say that they become necessarily better or worse but you know as you start to understand them more you also get the extra layering of the stakes and and a a wider world but yeah i I could kind of see how in the first three that might not be enough Uh, anyway i will i will tell you have they said how many have they said how many episodes the first season is going to be i don't recall um, let me check it right now. It's FX. I would I, guess I'd like 13. Yeah, I was going to guess. I would like to right. say it's it's one of those shows that like I want to wait until the end of the season and then sit down and binge the whole thing and watch it all back to back. But I, I, I want to say that, but I, I think I'm lying to myself by it's saying 10 that. 10 episodes. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. 10. 
that, um, that doesn't even get them to San Francisco. Holy shit. Yeah, it, it's really yeah, tight. Maybe. Um, yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know. know where it's going right. to go from there. Um, I think yeah. I'm just tired of shows that like take like 15 episodes for you to go. Oh, now I like it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Right? No, no. When, when, like I was, I watched Breaking Bad when it came out, and I was like, this is a really good show. And then to get other people to watch it, everybody was going, well, like, check out Breaking Bad. Like, well, the first episode is not great. And then they're like, oh yeah, but like episode 12, it gets. That's when you're like, yeah, but yeah. I don't want to mm-hmm. wait. I don't want to spend 12 hours yeah, yeah. to like a thing that I could like from Breaking the start. Bad. Breaking Bad took me four attempts before yeah. I finally yeah, liked same. it because I could not get through season one initially, and it wasn't until I finally got through season one that I went, "Okay, I get it." Like, but the question is, that was, earlier, like, was all that worth? It? Yeah, you know what I mean. No, it's like, like you can just go find a story you like now because Breaking Bad doesn't challenge you either, right? That's not a series that yeah. that like makes you question things about yourself. Maybe it does, but I doubt it. Yeah. Um. And I don't think why is right. going to make me question like mm. well, my morality or anything like that. It's just like now I'm going to watch a bunch of people fuck up. I would I would argue that why probably is a is a is a character story in the end. Yep. I'm not yeah. going to debate that it would take a long time for you to get into it, and <laughs> I don't disagree with that because again, like when they first said they were going to do this, I was like, yeah, you know, that's the kind of the way television is right now. But now, ten years later, it's like, yeah, all television just takes so much work, right? Yeah. So I totally agree with David. I mean, that's that's true. I, I I could see that not being a strength anymore. I will say one last thing before we move on to Shang Chi and the Legend of Twelve Rings is that I immediately liked Hero way better in the. TV show than I did in the comics. Yeah, terrible in the comics. She, yeah. she was terrible, um, and now she's at least, you know, she's endearing right at the moment. Um, she she gets that way in the comic book eventually, but you know, or not endearing. You you start to like her. It's a long time. Yeah. yeah. After all that, after all that, is show shows you never going to watch or not watch the show? I it's, feel like there's so much on TV now. It's <laughs> yeah. If I, if I don't get a glowing endorsement, um, shows. I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna fair. say this right now. This is not a TV show for you. This is not. No, okay. This is not your speed. Yeah. Um, okay, it, it's, it's a lot of doom and gloom, and I know you don't generally like that in general. And especially not when usually, every episode no. is doom and gloom, you're just like, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah, and that's fair. That is true. Yeah, um, I like I like cool martial arts Marvel movies. Yeah. Let's Ow. get into it. Let's talk about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Thank you for that uh, neat little segue, Shouse. Uh, so this episode, or this episode, this movie came out on September 3rd, 2021 in North America. Um, yeah, and... So we're getting right on it. We we are. Yeah, so we're jumping right on this. Moment. We are, but you know, it took us a little while to go out and see it, considering we're in a yeah. pandemic. So this was my first movie, my first in-theater movie in since like the pandemic years? started. Yeah, same. Uh, me too. Same. Too. It was so weird. Uh, um, number three for me. Yeah, what, was the, what were the other Nobody's ever in the theater, so I have no problem going. That's there were fair. two other people when I saw Shang-Chi. There were four other people when I saw Free Guy. And what did I see before Free Guy? I don't remember. Oh, That's I should have put that in my what's good. Free Guy's fucking amazing. Free Guy is very good. I was surprised at how good it was. This week. Huh. There was when I saw Shang-Chi, there was there was four other people in the theater, two of whom I learned very quickly walked into the wrong theater. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, like this the guy was on my office. Crutches, so it took him forever to get to his seat and sat down. 
And then as soon as the movie started playing, you just saw the confusion on the two of them. Like, and then you get Asian up and then people slowly leaving the theater. <laughs> I feel like theaters work really hard to show like big numbers. And then that you hand a ticket or they check your phone and, and the they posters, go, right? You're, you're in theater X and you go, thank you. And then you walk over and there's a big sign that shows the movie oh. you're going to see. Like, Silver City right now is like you walk in there and you're on your own. Mm, that's like you go buy your own ticket you go find your theater yourself you find your seat yourself like there you're on your own there yeah i went to see it i was the uh actually the only one in my theater so oh, it was completely that, empty it's doing really well in theaters though so <laughs> what yeah, kind my, of my theater was, when, was quite full yeah same with mine yeah okay. yep. so mine too yeah i saw it on the tuesday and that was I that name show show, like i I generally go to see movies in like the afternoon, so I know that there's going to be nobody in oh, there. I was trying for nobody, and it worked. Yeah. <laughs> I also thought it was kind of interesting when when you buy the ticket, like you buy the ticket in advance. At least for the theater that I went to, as soon as you buy the ticket, it automatically makes all the seats around you unavailable. Yeah. I thought that was cool too. To I wanted to, I wanted to ask about that. So yeah, this being my first movie experience back, um, yeah, I, I knew it was going to do that. And then I was curious to see what the space around me was going to be. And then there was nobody in the theater. So I had absolutely no frame of reference. So does it, got a lot of obviously, space. obviously it blocks the seat on either side of you, but how yeah, about it's, in it's, front and behind? Like so in behind like, too. Yeah. So I was in a, that's not, not in all theaters because in oh. the AVX now, cause AVX is such big seats. They uh, people okay. front and behind aren't, blocked off for oh see for me i went to a d box where the seats are also spaced apart and we had two seats be- behind or beside mm-hmm. both sides and two seats and two or three seats in front that were empty Interesting. Interesting. which is cool uh um, was it with d box it was <laughs> i love fucking d box it I, makes any movie better I, yeah um i've only seen i've only seen kingsman the original kingsman ooh, that must have been and good. i found it very jarring <laughs> yeah, it is. I saw Ghostbusters 2016 in it, and it was the best part of that movie. Uh, if that, uh, <laughs> that does anything, um, but uh, for Shang Chi, it was fun. Like what they did great about it is it wasn't just like you're getting kicked and punched around, but it went with this. So the first fight sequence is very smooth and very you know Hong Kong based cinematography so a lot of sweeping shots and majestic yeah like steve said so i was moving with the camera and was like fuck this is awesome um okay yeah so uh i do maybe i'll go see it again with d-box then yeah um i bet that that last that last scene or last scene but the last like the climax i should say in d-box was really good it was (laughs) was the kamehameha you know we're we're gonna do a non-spoiler thing right now um so this film is the second film of phase four, phase five, yep. phase four of, phase four. The, of yep. the MCU. Phase four. It's the introduction of Shang-Chi, who is uh, a character introduced in the 70s during the whole black exploitation, the, the whole Kung Fu exploitation. Kung Fu exploitation. Uh, and, you know, he was very much a stereotype. Um, he was the son of Fu Manchu, which they changed to... Uh, well, his full... Yeah. To yeah, the Mandarin. Master of Kung Fu. That was the name of it. And, yeah, <laughs> and his father was was actually Fu Manchu, which, which Marvel was able ridiculous. to license from Universal. Um, so for real. <laughs> so they decided to bring it in, into the MCU, their first Asian superhero, pretty much all Asian cast, which is amazing. Um, and the crew was primarily people of color. These are all very, um, you know, it was very cool to see. And um, it was really our first step into phase four, because even though we saw Black Widow, 
it was sort of a yeah. prequel. Prequel. Not really. Uh, a, yeah. It was sort of a stepping stone to where we were headed here. Um, basically, the, the premise of the story is uh, Shang-Chi, uh, we find out, has moved to San Francisco. He's been there for about 10 years uh, after running away from his home. And he finds out through a certain number of events that his family's in trouble. So he goes to save his sister. And then, you know, things happen. He's the son of, as we said earlier, the Mandarin. So the the ten rings go after him and hilarity ensues not hilarity but action ensues <laughs> in the mcu way waka um, waka in your own like little like summary what did you guys think of the movie did you enjoy it um we'll go into more depth as we go on but dave what did you think of the film uh i thought it's the worst lord of the rings movie i've ever seen <laughs> those aren't rings those are bracelets <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, unfortunately, this is like, normally I'm pretty positive. I did not like this movie very much. Hmm. I thought, yeah, the action was great, but I am, I am, uh, I am not a believer in this case. Uh, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm disappointed actually. That's fair. Uh, because, uh, the, the thing that disappoints me about movies is when I know it could have been better. Hmm. Um, and I think a lot of things were fantastic about this movie, but I think uh, just overall, I was uh, I was not whelmed. You were you were just whelmed. You're I was, un- I was under. no. It sounds I like was, you were whelmed. No, I was underwhelmed. Oh. Wasn't I, even. Whelmed. I was you know I was just like wow okay. But I walked out and I was like, all right, I got some negative things to write down. I guess that's unfortunate. Well, like, I like and, that you're here because I, I I would love to because I know that I see hmm. issues in the film as well. Yeah, actually, Marvel Marvel says he's got to go. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> but, there's oh, men here. I've heard goons. Ah, They're wearing Cyclops visors. <laughs> yeah, I wore Spider-Man today. Yeah, I wore Doctor Who. Um, but or uh, Evil Morty. Evil Morty. <laughs> and then I see a film by David Lynch. Cool. Uh, we'll we'll get into that as we get into a deeper dive into the into the the actual movie. Uh, Brent, I'm gonna save the Asian people the last. Uh, Brent, what do you think? You're two, three se- not seconds. Asian? Not not enough. There's a low. <laughs> oh, no. We've ruined the illusion. <laughs> We've talked about this. Russia is in Asia. Okay. <laughs> yes, we have actually. Are you Russian? Yes. Sorry, he's Asian. No, I was talking yes. about Brent. He's Asian. Oh. I'm not. I thought you were no. British or something. Um, no. Podcast uh, <laughs> I, I will say that I uh, one thing uh, for me going into this is this is the very first Marvel movie where I knew nothing about the character, about the story, anything. I Shang-Chi is completely new to me. Um, so much so, like, I used to play that Marvel Avengers Alliance game on Facebook all the time, and I'd, like, dedicated, like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours in it. I remember that like game. The one yeah. Marvel character where they never made a character for him in that, so I didn't even know he existed. Um, so it was nice going in with a fresh take like that, and... I don't necessarily agree with David entirely, but I do feel like as a Marvel movie, it was not as fantastical as it could have been. Um, But it really, for me, was a solid, like, Korean action film. Like, it really came across that way, especially that whole action sequence on the bus with the music, with the fluidity of the camera, was one of the best action sequences I think I've ever seen. Um, and I just, the rest of the movie was good, but did not live up to it. 
Interesting. All right. Yeah. Hawk. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of on, on Brent's side with this. Not like, uh, let's get this out of the way. I love Simul Lu. He's great. And I think he, mm-hmm. he takes to the role. He was wonderful. You know, instantly in that. Yeah. He's he's wonderful. He's very likable in that. Uh, Aquafina, I wasn't so much familiar with in that, but even her, you know, she won. She kind of won me over in that. Maybe not so much in the third act in that, but definitely their friendship seemed, you know, you know, very real and palatable. Um, Tony Lung, great. God, uh, yes. I, you know, his, we, we will you know, get into whole opening sequence. Wonderful people. Yeah, I know. He was great. Um, you know. <sighs> Like I, I'm trying to make a comparison between like you know what, if you could compare Tony Lung to a, a Hollywood star in that in terms of like his you know his mm-hmm. his ability and you know is the way he can just leap into any genre and that I still don't have a real comparison. That's a tricky know? one. That's a good question. I'll think yeah. about. That. I'm gonna have yeah. to think about that during this yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was the third act that kind of, you know, it threw me off of, of the film a bit. Um, you know, I did let, you know, I, I was explaining to Eric, there was a, a, a an Asian film critic in that who kind of got in my head before it and that, you know, cause he, he tweeted out and that he compared like, you know, Black Panther's portrayal of, you know, Afrofuturism and that to this, which he said like goes, you know, just goes backwards in time, you know, to, you know, oriental mysticism and that, you know. Um, just sort of until what? you realize that yeah, they're going for in that because, you know, this is an actual kind of, you know, part of, of Marvel canon in that, yeah. you know. Um, I, I would compare it to Thor's uh, origin story in that, you know. Marvel adapting like Scandinavian gods into film and that, you know, this was Shang-Chi tried to do the same. Yeah. Well, um, so, before uh, before we go on, if if there was another origin story in the MCU that you could compare this to, like level of how good it is, like Iron Man one is obviously at the top because that origin story is fucking uh, amazing. At least in the MCU, uh, would you put it? Well would you put it with Thor on that level of MCU first movies? Yeah, I I think I I would make that comparison. You know. Yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah, fair, fair. I'll, 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 ranking system yeah, I'll, I'll, talk, I'll talk to you, all of you guys about that after. Um, Shouse, you're sort of Asian. What did you think of this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I've got half, half Asian kids. Uh, you're Asian, Asian adjacent for the card. <laughs> okay, so so just just like Brent, I knew nothing about this character going in. Like I would be very all. surprised if people knew about this character going he in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but and and just like Hawk, I'm a huge fan of the the actors in this um, in this movie. Um, I loved this movie. Uh, it was one of the most fun that I've had in a Marvel movie in a long time. In fact, I was starting to get a little bit bored with Marvel movies a little bit. Like I mean, since Endgame, I was starting to. Like, oh, another Spider-Man, another, you know, like I was, Shut I was your mouth. another Spider-Man is a great thing. <laughs> oh, I, I do enjoy me some Spider-Man, but I, I'm just like, I, I'm more interested right now in the stuff that's going on on the Disney plus. Like I'm, I'm more interested right. in the, in the, 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 the mysticism, the, the, um, the stuff that was happening with WandaVision and stuff like, like that, that's just, just seemed different enough to me that was getting me interested. And, um, I, I I loved the choreography in this movie. I loved the fight sequences. I loved the the um, mystical creatures, the the, um, the 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 maze, and all. There was just so many things that that just I, I was just so excited to watch as I was going through it. And I just I had a big smile on my face when the movie was done. So for me, this was one of my most 
probably one of my top Marvel movies, or at least over the last year or so. Mm. Wait, was there anything last year? It was just Black okay, Widow. Last, two, last couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> That's a low bar. <laughs> All right, Steve. Um, uh, okay, I, I guess we'll have a lot to talk about. Um, I'll have to figure out how to like summarize. I just want to make sure I, I say what I want to say before we get to spoiler territory. Yeah, yeah. Um, been trying to not form an opinion on it until today because i wanted to wait to see what you guys had to say because i feel like i'm a little too close to the subject matter and i think that for chinese people particularly this is yeah this is marvel's attempt at a kung fu movie and i think you could even say that there have already been you know marvel kung fu movies if you want to look at tropes and you know those sorts of cliches and whatnot and i think depending on your attitude if you go into the movie really critical it's more of a cliche movie than an homage movie but if you can just sort of let go of that stuff it's yeah it's a great homage you know to kung fu stuff and like for me it's like yeah okay these are all the sort of typical plot lines you know of of a lot of hong kong movies and for me i yeah, it's fine. You know, you don't have to be original. Um, but I want to stress for any Asian parents that you have to be very careful about judging a movie like this because we might go, ah, oh, yeah, it's mediocre or it's very typical and oh, it's kind of a half-assed or passable kung fu, whatever. But in terms of the representation, which is going to be something we talk about, um, you know, we didn't have that growing up. And I think it's more important that you take your kids to see the movie so they can just see, uh, you know, kind of cringy in parts, uh, Asian characters behaving like everybody else in the MCU. I think it's really important to see Asian MCU people being MCU people because I mean, it just hasn't been. And I mean, I remember when I was growing up, my mom used to make this huge deal whenever there was somebody with an Asian face on TV. And I, 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 I thought it was a little kind of you know, exaggerated. I, I didn't I didn't get it, you know, but. Uh, this is geeks with kids and i for whatever my feelings are about the movie because i think i'm more on the fence i I don't think it it was great i don't think it was terrible i would also say it's really important for kids to see it because they're going to look past whether or not the movie but they're going to see asian characters being heroes asian characters being villains just like all the other heroes and villains in the mcu that's really important yeah it it has the same effect that black panther did on people you know Black people. It, I mean, like, I can't speak to that. I mean, I would hope so. Well, I, I can talk to that in, in in particular because I brought my daughters to see it um, last, just like two days ago, went to the drive-in and saw it. And it was the perfect place to bring someone because a lot of this film is in subtitles. And I wanted to bring my eldest to, to the theater and see it, but I, she can't totally read. Like she can read really enough, fast. but it's fast. So yeah. I got to sit in my car and just read it to her and she it's loved nice. it. Like it was it's endearing like this past year has been really good for her in the film world because she saw raya so she saw people asian of asian descent being heroes especially girl, a girl too. um and then we Bombable. got to see and, and they were all likable the characters in raya were good then we saw this movie and she saw real real life asian people um being heroic and doing 
normal things. They're just being on a big screen. Like that's not yeah. like we There's have a lot of Asian cartoon characters. But yes, I yeah, I want to emphasize real life Asian people being yeah. superheroes is important. Yeah, or even just regular yeah. Asian people. Like they had a obviously be regular people too. Yeah, yes. they had yeah. a lawyer obviously because you know Asian people their lawyer a doctor. So you know <laughs> we had to. It's Brooks too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, you know the, the our main two characters in general. I I really enjoyed this film. I I really did as as a, someone who grew up loving superheroes and never seeing anyone i didn't know i i, I didn't know shang chi i knew of the character oh. but i was more of an iron fist fan which is sad because anywhere because he's the white guy who does kung fu yeah. <laughs> just 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 to make a finer point too because when iron fist first came out there were all these people who were like oh they cast a white guy no no danny rand was always white he was okay? white. iron fist was a white character but yeah he was the token martial artist and yeah. there was this other guy called shang chi who kind of showed up he showed up ever so often along then. with them yeah but it was um, always iron fist and luke cage yeah and, and then yeah, shang chi would, was, would help once in a blue moon um, Once in a blue moon, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's where Shang Chi fits in. He's and that's the only the, way I knew him growing up, meal. right? Because because you read Iron Fist, you'd be like, oh yeah, Shang Chi is back for like an one issue. Thing. <laughs> He'll yeah. come back in a couple of years and do his his like nunchuck thing. He, wait, he had a bow staff, right? I can't remember. Uh, he, he, said, no. he, he could use anything, right? Shang Chi is a master of all weapons. Yeah, but he always had one that he, he always brought around. I think it was a bow staff in the in. I don't in even the know. Comics. I can't remember anymore. Um, I I did enjoy this movie. Um, I thought it was a good entry into the into the MCU. I thought it was a good origin story. Generally, um, they did the. We'll, we'll talk about the stereotypes of MCU movies <laughs> in just like two seconds. Um. But I thought it was endearing. I liked I liked the characters. Um, I liked that they hum humanized the Mandarin sort of, um, which is sort of weird to say. And mm -hmm. I, I I but I, I enjoyed did a good that. job handling that. Plus Tony Lung, how could you not love that man? Right? Uh, well, he is the bad guy. He is the bad guy, but you still love him. <laughs> so, he's yeah. he, he's in a kill monster. At least they, at least they made him a complicated. Yeah, and they made him a complicated bad guy. Thankfully, yeah. 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 I'm going to try to make the Tony Lung comparison here uh, for actors. And uh, he uh, very much reminds me of Alan Rickman because he is very good at playing like an evil guy who has like that humanistic character to him that makes you uh, like still appeals to you as a good person mm -hmm. or as an interesting character. Yeah. I can see that. I can sort of see that. Um, to finish off my point, the actors they have in this. But not lose. dead. Not the dead part. Oh, he's dude. still very much alive. <laughs> oh, I gotta go back there. to the, 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 the actors they brought into this movie were amazing. Simu Liu, Aquafina, uh, Tony Lung, um, a character that we'll talk oh, yeah. about later that is a spoiler. Um, I will go ahead and say, I, I, Michelle uh, up until this film, I could not stand Aquafina, awkward Fina. Like, she's just, I didn't like her until Raya. She is. One yes, of yes, the me most try-hard actresses I've ever seen. She made me this, movie. this movie. She was really. Oh, she was, I thought I like she was it's a almost movie. like she's a millennial and y'all are fucking Gen X or something. When we talk about this later, I mean, yeah, I, I want to be very clear. Yeah. She made me cringe. Uh, all the young people made me cringe because you know, <laughs> me and Eric, we we couldn't behave like that when we were young adults right no. like it's okay now right for the current a generation of, of Asians so is it? I, I fully it's not, admit it's not a, I don't know I, I, I don't know maybe, maybe we talk about my to the next one we'll okay? I would, but I like, would honestly, say this movie does ask that question doesn't it 
I, it yeah, kind of does ask that question. We do. Exactly they they do. A, so wait, let, maybe before, that brings before, up like. Well, well, sorry, well, maybe that brings up like an interesting cultural well, yeah. like difference is the fact that like for people like me, that was me at that age. You know, like I didn't take things seriously. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go out and party and have fun with my friends, and I didn't care if I like lost my job or going to the next. Yeah, so right. who cares? We're gonna, oh, so I wasn't way, no, no, I me and Steve, we're yeah, gonna talk about this in that way, right, so. right, oh, that, way. That, that that generation yeah. scene right at the beginning of the movie. We'll talk Parents about it in still two seconds. Bugging me now, so two seconds. Okay, so this is the warning for people watching and for listening right now. We are gonna get into spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie. Go see it and then come back. Um, so let's talk about this generational <laughs> divide. We'll, we'll wait, we'll wait. Go see it. We'll wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll wait. <laughs> do, do, do. So um, we'll talk about this generational divide that we were just mentioning because they do a really interesting thing at the beginning of the story where they all go to uh, Katie's house and they have a mm-hmm. meal together, which is a very um, culturally, yeah. uh, at least for Asian people, Filipino people, Chinese people, cool. uh, Japanese people lots of gathering around food to celebrate and it's a very important thing for families to eat together um and lots of generations too generations generations um what did you think of this the scene steve like it it felt so he he took off his shoes i was like fuck yeah you take off your shoes before you enter anyone's house although that's a canadian thing so yeah like a lot of a lot of people do that in a lot of countries but it's mostly the united states where people don't take off their shoes and british people don't do that too but I what? mean, like as a, as a non Asian person, like I notice things in that that I assume are like traditional to that, like the preparing of food for somebody who's no longer with the family. Yeah, you know, like to honor them. Like I assume that that's like a, it's a, not everybody, but I could I could yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a, why I pour pour out half a cold forty five before every meal. <laughs> <laughs> so for Steve, Billy D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, sorry. What about the scene? So Eric? this scene, Steve, um, when they started ragging on them for you know being. <laughs> for being uh valets i like it felt so um i don't it it felt so real because i know growing up you know as asian families i I don't know about you guys who aren't asian but they're always like you gotta study hard you can't hang out and do stuff because you should be studying and you should be you know practicing your whatever musical instrument when you're not studying um so and then yeah, you have to hit yeah. that certain tiers and as you get older and like for, why don't you have a job at this point why don't you have a job here you're 20 why aren't you married like, why, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah she even brings up you know why aren't you seeing this girl this whole thing yeah i okay so this might expand a little bit beyond what you were asking eric but uh it kind of ties to what david was saying at the very beginning about how the movie didn't quite live up to potential yeah and this is why i also very this is why I structured my answer about watching the movie, about bringing kids to see it, because it doesn't matter whether you or I or David think the movie is not quite what it could have been, because uh, in my opinion, it was not. And it's for this reason. I, I think they played it a little too safe uh, by putting all these sort of tropes and Asian stereotypes into it, like the Kung Fu movie stuff. OK, fine. But, you know, I, I think and I think it's great that we have an Asian centric movie, but it's always about the goddamn parents and it's always about family legacies and it's always about revenge. And I'm like, but that's fine. I don't worry about it yeah. not being original, but I just kind of want it just to be about regular life, not always having. But yeah. it's true at the same time. It's not inaccurate. Yeah. That stuff all is totally real. Right. I just it's just we're right at that cusp. Right. Because the TV shows right now are all like there are t- Asian TV shows. Right. Like that that Kung Fu. Oh, my God. That was so cringe. Right. The Kung mm. Fu t- TV show. Uh, it's mm. the same. Right. Terrible. And all of these things. They they really fixate on the same kind of like 
cross-generational, English-speaking, but still under the roof of a traditional Asian parents yeah. question. And that's just, that's just where we are. So I can't fault the movie for that. But at the same time, I agree with David. I kind of wish it was could kind of break away from it a little bit. But that's, that's, that's fine. Fair. It's fine. It's fine. This is the first one. So yeah, they, I agree. You got to pick. Very I feel like you got to pick, right? Like because they they went like half and half. Ah, they kind of touched right? it and they didn't. Yeah. It, it's but, weird because the MCU's always been there's always been daddy issues. Like that's like the main thing uh, of the MCU, yeah. right? You have mm. Tony yeah, in his head. You have Thor slash Loki and Odin, and then you have like all the other right. like parent right. issues and. You see, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. That's why I was also very cautious about it because I was like, I'm a little too close to the subject matter, so I can't judge it. Because you're right, a lot of the other movies, exactly the same cringy kind of plots, right? It's just why <laughs> do I overlook it with those movies, but with this one, I'm kind of like, eh, you know. We so. have three Marvel origin stories about a son being overshadowed by his father, right? Thor and Odin, Tony and his father, and now we have Shang Chi, right? Where it's yeah. like, do you have this looming figure who is incredibly powerful? incredibly intel wise and intelligent and then the son has to like make up okay what what am, what choice am i going to make about my self-determination here um but and it's yeah. different in each movie too right yeah. and they're all all their fathers Fair. are different and they're, they treat them differently but it is a very through line in the mcu and i think that's why you can directly compare this to iron man yeah i think the yeah. the, the or thor the, um so, yeah sorry i just wanted to pop in but like all three are about no, also Hawk. about cleaning up mistakes from their father's past if i'm not mistaken but but with this one i feel yeah. like the issue is he didn't want to be part of that legacy and i think the other ones always wanted to live up to their fathers and this one he just sure. wanted to push away from that which is also a very asian thing to do um to, to you know not i know i know so many asian people that have rebelled against the 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 familial thing um uh it's a very real issue like i don't want to belittle that i mean i'm i'm still struggling with it okay frankly okay but it's yeah it's uh uh, yeah no i sorry i go ahead i'm sort of interested like uh, i don't know if you can speak on this just but you you've come from a a mixed family so Mm -hmm. do you have you seen these types of things in like the yeah yeah yeah, those type those types of of dynamics I've definitely experienced. I've I've seen. Um, I'm trying to, like, with my own children, give them sort of a a blended kind of experience, mm-hmm. so that We're doing um, the same, yeah. they're getting they're getting a little bit of of the Asian experience, but then they're getting a little bit of the experience that I would have had growing up. And, um, but like like any parent, I don't know if I'm what I'm doing is correct. I'm just trying my best. <laughs> you know what I mean? And no, you can't predict it. Well, yeah, you you yeah. gotta add, you gotta add the the Asian shame with the Catholic shame, right? And then, right. Okay. You know, you just just Good. keep okay, on piling those up. <laughs> and then, um, so what if if Shang Chi was Daredevil and just the most shameful character? <laughs> my God, just <laughs> so guilty. Oh my um, goodness. Uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, origin story. I think I think. I think it's pretty good in general. Like I like where it ended up, but let's, let's go into the, the characters and actors. We might, we have to talk about Simu Liu because mm-hmm. Canada pride, right? We got to, we got to, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, I thought it was really funny when he was talking about his origin story in, in his, in his high school and how this guy was going to fight him. And someone yelled out, Hey, Gangnam style. And he's like, I'm not Korean. I'm like sitting there. like, huh? Is that a Kim's convenience joke? Um, nice. I don't know if anyone else caught that, but what do you guys think of Simu Liu as uh, Shang-Chi? <laughs> He's good. Also, this He's is charismatic. Very, 
right? Like he fits the role. His his martial arts skills were pretty good. Yeah. Um, they probably undercut him a little bit. I think. Yeah. With with some of the creative cuts, like uh, it's, they, it's they could. Yeah, I, it's like strange. Marvel, he, he he's a martial artist and a stunt performer. So yeah. every every Asian person, he's talked about this in general about how whenever you audition for a role as an Asian person, they always ask if you know martial arts because they don't want to hire a stunt person for your role. They just want you to do all the martial arts. And he's like, it's shitty, but that's just what ha- unfortunately happens as an Asian person. And you can tell everyone in this movie has martial arts training, except for Aquafina. But no, she she has archery training. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, we never actually saw her fire the shot. Yeah, true. We just That's, saw the arrow go. Yeah, that she's was gonna be really the new weird. Hawkeye. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um but yeah, I, I think I think he was we me and Hawk had talked about this previously and he's very charismatic and like he was a good choice. I know there was some controversy about him being cast because he's not the stereotypical pretty asian i guess i don't know what that whole deal was. i thought it was a good look very handsome guy yeah yeah he's like, a stock in. photo model yeah i'll take a stand on that like the one what shocked me the most about him was his physique um he's much larger than you usually see like in an asian action uh male mm-hmm. which like to me like and maybe it's stereotypical from seeing that going in i'm kind of wondering like how is he going to hold his own in the action sequences because he is of a larger physique than you usually see and like God damn, he proved me wrong. Like, that butt that, sequence? Like, I, I, would, I would comment on that quickly, too, where he looks functionally fit, yes. not like Ryan Reynolds in Blade Trinity, where he's got, like, 1% body fat and one good <laughs> yeah. punch to the stomach and he'll destroy his spleen. Mm. Like, he looks he he looks like what somebody mm. should look like who is, like, peak Martial athlete, artists, yeah. right? Like, he, like he's, yeah, he's got some of a six-pack, but he's, it's not like yeah. every muscle is exposed. He's, like, he's, he's the guy who has good. He was that fighter, and now it's several years later where he hasn't been that person. And like his body in the movie really matches that kind of style. Like, where you can see it's like, yeah, I could see you being someone who hasn't fought in a lot of years, but still keeps up with the training. Like, (laughs) yeah, he hasn't done the fighting, but he does the push ups and the setups and all that. So he doesn't have the leanness of someone who would be sparring all the time, but he has the muscle mass. So, yeah. Um, other than how amazing he looks and stuff, what do you think of his acting and and uh, him, like, him as the let's, let's 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 get this out there. Like you know, like this is uh, like his first big lead. You know, I yeah. mean, like we've seen him a lot in the supporting roles. Uh, he was I, I don't know. He as, was amazing yeah. on the Expanse for those two minutes he was on screen. Those two seconds he was on there before he got evaporated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you know, uh, the world largely known him from Kim's Convenience and that, which he, he, you know, he was great on and that. I love the whole dynamic between him and Appa and that. And I think that it's almost like that that character is an extension here in that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's a, a son having a lot of issues with his dad and that, and the way they grew up, and then just being apart and that and having to come together in the most awkward kind of way um but the fact that he took he he approaches this so confidently and that he is just instantly likable you know yeah. as an actor you know and you know i i'm glad it was him that, that went out on this agreed i'm glad they didn't I don't get know someone who they could have got really right uh, although i yeah. can't think of any I don't know big asian actors him. that of his age range right 
Yeah, it would have been, it would have been uh, the guy from Warrior, or it would have been the, the guy from Snake Eyes. <laughs> That's it. Which is the same person. The same person. No, no, the other one. Oh, uh, uh, Andrew. Yeah. Andrew Golding. Yeah, not not Storm Shadow. <laughs> I mean Snake Eyes. Actually, yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyone? Anyone else want to talk on Simu Liu? I thought he was wonderful. No. I, I thought I thought he was I thought he was fine. I, it's actually kind of funny you made that comment about uh, what was it the B comment. I, I just a, just a funny story back in the day. I remember I, I I used to sort of find Lucy Liu very strange looking, and it's funny to me because she was like in so many movies at that time because she's you know there weren't very many other people and and she's you know she's fun. Um, but uh, I find her very odd looking, and I think someone else pointed out to me that she is. Um, striking which is sort of one of the reasons why maybe she was cast so much but i still remember one time i went to see shanghai noon and there was a chinese couple in front of me and the girlfriend was like my god she's so butt except she said it in chinese right she's so only i could like oh but <laughs> yeah she's just so butt right and i yeah she's just got a weird face right and i always kind of thought like I, I i don't know whether that's what western people think asian beauty looks like but asians don't really think so right and so when i was sitting watching this movie i was like everyone's very plain you know so like when you're talking about whether they're beautiful or handsome i i don't think anyone was ugly but i have to wonder if this movie would do well in china because i don't think it will because everyone does not look superficially beautiful which is either a good thing or a bad thing but i honestly i thought everyone was really plain except for Michelle Yeoh and Michelle Yeoh. They're the two best-looking people in the whole movie. <laughs> Everyone else is is realistic looking. Let me put it that way. You know, she, maybe it's done design. Yeah. Shows any thoughts on Simu? Oh, I've I've always been like I've been a fan of his since Kim's Convenience. Like he's awesome. And then following him on Twitter, like he's he's very much uh, an advocate for uh, Asian, Asian representation. Oh, I love him. Right. So much. He, like like huge. Like anything that that goes on. Like he's very active on social media. And and just sort of watching him. I think wasn't that one of the the origin stories of him being auditioned for the the role in the first place that he reached out to Marvel on Twitter. He was joking. Said, hey, let's... Yeah. In 2013, he's like, when are we gonna yeah. get our first? Um... Asian superhero. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, yeah, years later he gets cast, right? Like it's, nice. it's interesting, but yeah, I, I, I enjoy his work for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. Gotta love him. Okay. Let's go into Aquafina because, um, she plays a character, which, you know, we don't really see in the MCU and that's a non love interest. What'd you guys think of her? Mm-hmm. We're talking about, she's friend. a, she's a Darcy. <laughs> From Thor. She's, yeah, same, but she's not the role. lead, though. Aquafina is the lead. She's a Darcy's a secondary. Uh, Aquafina is the lead in this. Yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So I, I, I agree with I agree with you, Eric. I I I I am started to like uh, Aquafina more after Raya. Um, like I I, I really <laughs> enjoyed uh, her voice acting in Raya. Um, I, I found the actress a little bit annoying at first, and I mean that, that was her thing. She she was like a millennial trying to be annoying on TV, uh, right? She she was a or she was a rapper. She was a YouTube star. She did a bunch of that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I found I found her quite endearing in this movie. Like I, I thought she was she was kind of a fun. I don't think she would have worked as a as a romantic interest necessarily, but I think she worked really well as the best friend. Like I, I and and she sort of was the audience that you know she she was representing us on the screen, right? So she was the one that was being dragged along to all these places and standing there watching all the kung fu while everyone's you know kung fu fighting, as it were. Yeah, I like her in this movie too. She was. 
she was actually quite endearing and, and my kids really liked her in this movie too because she was funny and she was just there to make a comment and uh you know sort of be the I've reason why the we're expl- why they're explaining things to us like like shows said. Drop the MCU one liners, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, the thing though. But like she's she's fine. Is she funny? Like, was it funny, right? Because I, I thought I thought like Marvel movies typically have jokes in them, right? There's some funny gags. Mm. And I was like, when's that gonna happen in this movie? <laughs> oh God, that's brutal. <laughs> when Look, um, I thought when's was, the gag happening? When when's she gonna make a joke? <laughs> I thought she was a little cringe, but I will admit I that didn't mind she her. fulfilled the MCU requirement for one-liners, but I've always said that Asian life isn't all that funny, so I think maybe that's where we're meeting. It's. Uh... I, I think the weirdness in this is that it wasn't the MCU, regular MCU one-liners, it was like an Aquafina-esque sure, one, sure. one-liner. And I wonder if like they told her just to, to ad-lib. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Maybe, yeah. Brent Hawk, what'd you guys think? of her i i like i said that this is the first role uh, that i've seen of her that i actually enjoyed her and i think that uh, when i'm looking back on it now is she was in the movie just enough mm-hmm. they didn't overuse her to where like you know she was in more scenes than she needed to be and she drove people crazy and she was in just enough to keep that story going for the audience and that but i i think that that's essentially what it was is they used her exactly as much as they needed to that's fair. Fair. Hawk, any thoughts? You look deep in. Um. Yes. Yeah. I know. I'm trying. I'm trying to formulate a pin. Like <laughs> I'm not totally in love with her character in that, uh, or her as a performer in that. I. I think it has mostly to do with like, uh, yeah, she's she's kind of that that 2000 and up, you know, influence of like American culture on the on on an Asian experience in that, and you know, she appeals to people in that because you know for some reason she her brand is just kind of blowing up in that i don't get it but i don't think i'm meant to you know fair, that's fair i'm um, in the same boat yeah well, uh, yeah I think, I think, yeah. um yes yeah, uh, i as again i think they used her just enough in the movie in that you know it's like you know obviously she would you know she's is it wrong to say she she wouldn't make a good like love lead in that but i'm glad they didn't go that direction with her and uh, she's Shang-Chi not the that, right yeah, personality so. for a love lead at least in these Films, right? Yeah, the way they set it up. Not, She's too not spunky. A, not in a Marvel yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, She's mad, ask, you know. Yep, go for it. I'm just gonna ask a quick question and and see if you guys thought this too. But at the very end of the movie. Um, where um, where she she's been um, brought into the portal um, with Shang Chi and and she's they're talking to she's talking to Wong, um, and he says both of your lives are about to change forever. I was trying to figure out what about her made her like like she's not an Avenger. Because normal people aren't supposed to know about magic, right? Yeah. So she knows about it. I guess she can be there and she can know about it. But it almost seemed like the two of them are a team. They're going to work together to save the world. And it's like, well, he's sort of the superhero. She's his his friend, and she shot a really cool arrow at the. <laughs> but I couldn't figure out what why why her life was about to change aside from knowing some secrets that she wasn't supposed to know. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to move that forward. Because that seemed weird to me as well. I thought Wong was talking to us. No, (laughs) I I could see that if she was more involved from his perspective, like he wanted her there and he wanted her doing all this stuff. But like right from the beginning of the movie, it was like, you go here. I got to go away and take care of some stuff. No, no, stay, stay, stay. No, 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 stay, stay. All right, fine. You're coming. Yeah. So then at the end, it sounded like uh, it's it's almost like he's he's just kind of resigned to be like, yeah, she's just going to come. Well, (laughs) it's in the movie because somebody had to drive. That's fair. Um, yeah, and, which and is really, ironic because he was a valet as well. Yeah, 
I'm well aware, but you know, that's the movie they made. So we, we know the reason why Wong wanted her to come along. It's so that they could all sing karaoke at the end. That was the reason. Um, And for those who need to see more Aquafina, she was actually in the dark crystal age of resistance. So um, she was the collector in there. I don't know if you guys remember that. A lot that. of people were in that. Though. But, and she's yeah. going to be in the live action The Little Mermaid. That's coming oh, that's out cool. in two okay. years or next year. She's is she playing, playing King Triton? She is Scuttle. <laughs> the seagull. Scuttle. The seagull. Okay. Okay. Yep. okay. Yeah, sure. I think sure. we're only going to talk okay. about two more character actors uh, because um, we'd be here forever if we <laughs> went through the whole cast. <laughs> All right. Let's... So Tim Roth is Abomination. <laughs> right? Did he actually come back for this movie, or yeah, was he, it just? He did. Yeah, that was, that was him. Oh, really? Okay. I liked the the sure ear, the flippers. That was cool. Yeah, nice, they nice they went callback. more comic book. I loved it. Yeah. Um, let's talk about um, what about Ro- Ronnie Chung. <laughs> Ronnie Chang. Oh God, I love. <laughs> I I wish we could talk about him, but we're gonna talk about oh, uh, Meng Er Zhang, who plays Zai Ling, who is Shang Chi's sister. That character is new for the comic for the movie because his sister wasn't that in the comic book. Well, Correct me if I'm wrong. A lot of sisters. I will. I, I will say this: that character is probably the reason why I lean more towards not liking the movie. You didn't like her. I, I, I hated the divide of attention between her and and him. It's his origin story. I didn't need to see a lot of the stuff about her as well because yeah. I just found that's sort of what to be very stereotypical, very forced very boring like that was her character is probably my least favorite thing in the entire movie that was sort of her character in the comic book too though she was that uh foil to unfortunately introduce her in the next one you know like introduce you know take the ant-man and the wasp aspects and introduce the wasp in the second movie you know like it's let this be his story and his relationship with his father and don't try and shoehorn in this story about oh the daughter's there too because i didn't even know until halfway through the movie that he had a sister Hmm. they just all of a sudden it's like oh who's on that postcard oh it's my sister oh okay <laughs> there, there's a there's a the great part in the the you know the pitch meetings that uh that 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 they that's on youtube <laughs> where where they're talking about this movie and then they talk about oh yeah the sister is going to be uh she'll say that that she was not allowed to train so she was just going to learn on her own and she was going to do better and the guy goes, oh, he's, he, she's going to do better by, by training by herself and not actually trying it on any actual people. And, and, and she'll be yeah, better than everybody. How do you do the grappling? <laughs> <laughs> um, she, uh, was, she was sort of that foil in the comic book. And I, but I, I'm, I'm confused why they had to rename her. I don't recall there being any name rights issues. Oh, isn't there like four or five different sisters? They just kind of merged them all into kind of one. Yeah, like, sort of. Um, uh, she's not, yeah, she's not a real like, character. I so. feel like her point in this movie was to show that She's going to take over the Ten Rings for the next, which I assume is she's going to be the bad guy of the next movie. Yeah. The next so movie. I wanted to ask, that was how I read it, was that she was actually taking over and mm-hmm. it was going to now be a bad guy organization again. You know, yeah, I mean, they, <laughs> so. let's be fair. They they didn't, which just felt weird when Wong was there, but like they weren't a good guy organization. No, they ran an underground no. fight ring. Yeah. That's not yeah, exactly like, always- oh, you know, like, you know. You know, G.I. Joe is known for its underground fight rings. Like, that's not the, yeah. good, that's not what the good guys do. Yeah. This this feels like like the, the thing they were setting up at the end felt like they're trying to make an MCU amalgamation of the Ten Rings and the Hand. That's what it felt like to me. Like, they're like, we can't really use cool. the Hand right now. We're still in some weird Netflix yeah. bubble, although that would have been gone if this movie came out at its original yeah, yeah. time. Um, if only there was another ninja organization in the MCU that you right. they could use. Right. But the hand is the most popular one. Yeah, yeah. 
They could have used the Foot Clan. Yeah. The Foot Clan was the joke. That's the thing, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the reason they're called the Foot, by the way. Because they didn't know. Yeah, because it was making a joke off of the hand. Yeah, and the ooze is Daredevil's ooze. Yeah, and the origin story for the turtles a blind a kid knocks over a blind man who gets it all over himself, and the turtles fall into the sewer. And it's assumed that the kid is actually Daredevil. Daredevil, yeah. I thought that was funny. So it's all it's all one MCU. <laughs> what did you think of the actress herself? Um Meng Er Zhang? Oh god, I'm ruining her name. As as I, like, I thought she was alright. She was yeah, super right. memorable. Um, yeah, that's the thing. I yeah, again I I didn't love everybody. Simu was good, Aquafino's stood out, and then the two veteran actors were good, but yeah, everybody else is not amazing to me, so okay. Yeah, everyone started just mailing her. Yeah. She didn't, they didn't use her much, yeah. so I couldn't yeah. really judge no. her. Right? It's one of those, like it's I said, totally like, this friends. movie could be better if they like were more focused. And that's one of those things where it's like, okay, make her more of a focus of the story and let this actress do her job better or cut her role way down yeah. so like, that she's not like taking away focus of the important I think it would have been role. more impactful for that end sequence where she takes over the Ten Rings if she was like... If she was closer with no. her brother at that point, right? Or sure, yeah, okay, I, sure, sure. It would have been more impactful in the finale if she had her own kind of storyline at that point. But it just felt like she was just being shoehorned into his story, you know, like, and she didn't have her own identifier in that whole final sequence. She was just there to help him to finish everything off, and and that's ultimately where I think they failed with her. Enough, yeah. Yeah. Which is odd because her character hates her brother in that in that movie, and then she has, still ends up kind of helping him for some reason. Yeah, I think it's a little confused. I think you guys are right. I didn't mind her yeah. because I felt well. Okay, we've got this representation issue here, and you gotta you know you got this male Asian, but you you know you don't you do want to include because they you know they made it a point of like her being left out, right? And so that that plot line I feel engages you know uh, young girls, right, uh, who know that they can participate and they should participate, you know. And so I saw the value of that character, but. I also agree with you guys. Yeah, I think it muddied the flow of the film overall. So I don't know. I'm not really sure what the yeah. decision making was there. Um, we're just going to do um, two special, like uh, two small things. I want to end on Tony Lung as the Mandarin because he's the best part of this movie, I think, in general. Oh, he's um, so good. Uh, let's talk about Ben Kingsley as Trevor coming back and then <laughs> Michelle Yeoh as Ying Nen. What did you think of these two? Amazing actors coming back. Into, I, coming, into yeah, you bring back Trevor Slattery, and then I'm in. Like he's just such an amazing character. I, you, you put Michelle Yeoh in anything, and yeah. it's all, it's better. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter what it is; she's amazing in everything. Yeah. Can we just like just take a moment to just think of this? This is Sir Ben Kingsley, who wins an Oscar for for playing Gandhi. Gandhi, and now, and now here he is. Playing the best friend of an animal with two asses, in no <laughs> and he's killing it and making you believe so it. Like, oh, so good. Oh, uh, yeah. So this is the, these two roles are kind of what like really broke the movie for me because it was <laughs> the most convenience you could have. Right? It was like, oh, Tony Slattery's here. We're gonna get a bunch of exposition for no reason. Because he can talk to this creature for no reason. He's the only one who can do it. Also, this creature's here. Why is this creature here? Uh, we don't know. How did it escape? Uh, we don't know. Uh, why, have we, why is this the first time we've ever seen it? Uh, we don't know. Uh, also, where he's staying is right next to 
a wall that is easily broken, like Batman Dark Knight Rises style. Welcome to Marvel and, movies, man. And, <laughs> okay, Marvel. okay, but you can hang a lantern on things, and you can be there's three conveniences in one. You're yeah, like you're playing you're playing blackjack with three jokers for some reason. Like that's not okay. <laughs> if we're right? gonna take this logic with a Marvel movie, then we're gonna go all no, the way no, 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 no. This is so Iron Man. Genuinely feel this is cave. so far beyond. No, what they oh, no, wanted, no, no. they asked him to make a weapon for him. They gave him the parts, and he made a thing. In this movie, they put him in a dungeon, and he's like. Cool. This dungeon literally holds no one. <laughs> this this is not a dungeon. It's not right? a dungeon. It's, it's, not it's a his dungeon. Dr- it's his green room because he's. It's not jester. a dungeon. He's so jester. like. <laughs> and then I thought, oh, I got it. The dad knows they're competent. They're going to escape, and he's going to follow them. Nope, that didn't happen. <laughs> what? Why would you? That's classic villain stuff. No, he literally doesn't need them anymore. Yeah. Uh, I so wanna... they have to break out. What? <laughs> And then Michelle Yao like gives them like cool cool gear, which is cool. Wait, he and, did like, need them know. to break. He did need them to escape. Nope. Because nope, he didn't. He only needed their pendants. That was it. He didn't need them anymore. He threw them in the dungeon, and he, he wanted. He, he didn't. He wanted them to come along. Like I don't think the <laughs> issue was that he just needed the pendants. He wanted his family reunited. He wanted the family back together. Hmm. He wanted yeah. them and then when the they family. said no, the he threw them in the dungeon that doesn't yeah. hold people. But he was gonna bring them when he. I, I thought they needed the. I thought they needed them to escape. So no. because he knew there was a day that he could pass through straight through. Right. He already he, knew he, all he, that. He knew the knew day that. from when he did the thing. He literally yeah, just okay. shows up after, and the creature right. leads them. The creature goes, "Oh, I know. We can go anytime, though." The creature's like, "We can. Don't. I can lead you through the thing at any time. It's fine." I accept that MCU movies are uh, are fairly loose with these sorts of things. Uh, I do agree with you, David. That is actually a little bit much, but I do forgive it because Ben Kingsley is awesome. So I I see both sides. Yeah, I, I want to read something so awesome. from Twitch because uh, Vocal Tomes is on there. Hi, Brittany. Um, hey, she says hey, Brit- Ben Brittany. Kingsley was an excellent token white guy, but ultimately my least favorite part. Yeah. Hmm. Aww. Interesting. Kind of um, agree, you know. I love I love Trevor Slattery in Iron Man three and that, you know. But then again, that was Trevor Slattery. Yeah, gave me yeah, speedboat when he was <laughs> he was drunk and that. He's like, I did things I shouldn't do. Then <laughs> 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 this, he's so we meet him. He's sober. Uh, he's a prisoner and that. Who's basically just forced to do performances over and over again. He's the comic relief. For, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. He he's the, the comic he relief. He was the second comic relief. I just yeah, now, right. Yeah, but he's also doubled. not just the comic relief. Uh, he is the MacGuffin to get them to the thing because he has to translate for greg what was the name of the two ass Uh, flying creature uh, uh, norman or something no one clearly it didn't matter because no one can remember (laughs) god damn like all the names in avatar um i do appreciate his little speech about planet of the apes i thought that was fucking hilarious that killed me i was the only time i laughed in the movie (laughs) i laughed so (laughs) hard i was like oh god people are gonna look at me they can teach the horses horses. they were acting (laughs) brilliant brilliant (laughs) his name is morris i like Morris, I liked that yes, they, even though that they brought him along all the way to the to the final battle sequence, I liked what they did with this character in that where they didn't try to give him some kind of heroic uh, yeah. moment or anything or any kind of. And it was just like you don't see him for a while, and then where is he? Oh, there he is, laying dead on the ground. Yeah, like, pretending oh, I'm pretending. Dead. And Morris came and <laughs> pretended. I'm happy with that acting. Oh, yeah. all right. Let's I, I, I don't I, need to see him pull can, some heroic moment. Can I, I can I mention something um, else that we haven't talked about at all? No. And that yeah. would be no. <laughs> yeah, you can go for it. I'm going to anyway. <laughs> but no, that, that that would be the 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 cinematography, the choreography, the special effects. 
uh, the fight choreography. Like, th- there's one oh, scene wanted, in particular. I wanted to talk about that after we talk about the characters. Is that cool? Oh, I wasn't sure if we were going to still go there. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. 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 Uh, because I think all of those um, need to be talked about because this is a action Hong Kong esque style, and I and it's introduction into the MCU while also adding MCU elements, which I didn't quite like. We'll talk about that. Um, we we need to talk about Tony Lung because uh, Wenwu was such a good uh, well at least for me i thought when we was a good evolution of the mandarin um for us yeah. people fans of the mcu 10 rings was introduced in iron man one as an organization we're not quite sure if it's the same 10 rings um or if he was because he might have been playing dance dance revolution with his kids at that time um but mm-hmm. um we do get no he there. explicitly said it's not his 10 rings that it was appropriated okay i wasn't sure if it was a splinter by group. obadiah obadiah stain created that 10 rings that 10? for okay. that movie basically uh, they yeah. just took the legend and interesting yeah. okay cool i didn't realize that um what did you think of this evolution of the mandarin um because we had seen this legend sort of played in and out during iron man 3 we get and then fucking what's his name said oh. he was the mandarin them breathe yeah, that's the one dream. line that kind of sucks because i i kind of thought it was like obviously they're not gonna like how long ago was iron man 3 like oh my god right so even at that time i was like they're never gonna do the mandarin the one that's from the comics it's, it's like it's like a low pan fu manchu character with like 10 magic rings i mean it's like it's such a dated like loaded concept right like like shang chi like original version right so they have to they're gonna have to get rid of it or i thought oh maybe at some point they'll just make him to like a very powerful Chinese businessman who's got like technological rings or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they when they did this whole like switcheroo with like appropriating the legend of some ten ring organization and then creating this terrorist called the, the the Mandarin, I actually thought that was a very elegant solution. Frankly, like I I was like, you know what? If they never have a Mandarin, I, th- I think it's kind of funny that they made up this this fake mm-hmm. character. And it was just that that line at the end of the movie says, "You want the Mandarin? I am the Mandarin." It's like. Who cares? It was a character you made up. It doesn't fucking matter, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, if for people who don't know, there were these Marvel shorts, and there's one called uh, All Hail the King, which follows uh, Slattery in prison, and uh, and he's just like, the, 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 um, the prisoners love him because of his acting. Yeah. I do highly recommend that you watch this scene because it does connect really well with, with this film. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I guess that, that amazed me the most is like that one silly skit ended up connecting to this movie and then they just they slotted it in perfectly because actually made fun of the name the mandarin you know and i was like that's hilarious like they really they really knew how to like bring it all together into something and modernize it like like really clever i think you know all things considered because i was fine with the mandarin being nothing right yeah. uh but I, I i i was i was amazed with how how they managed to script yeah. that especially something that's out. so stereotypically Asian with those air quotes and Mandarin to have it, to have them make fun of the fact that that's a small orange in this movie. And I was like, God, uh, yeah. that was also kind of he's like making fun of me. He named it after an orange. I'm like, or did he name it after like one of the most popular languages on the planet? That's fair. Maybe it's still it's still weird, though. Right. I mean, that's the reason he was called the Mandarin, because it was meant to be like this sort of like, ah, the Chinese threat, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I think they handled all all sides of it very well. I um, do have to take points off of Tony Lung because he didn't breathe fire. <laughs> Whereas no. Aldrich Killian did breathe fire. So, you know, I'm just. Nope. <laughs> we all know all Mandarin should breathe fire. Oh, my God. No, I'm, being an, I'm being an asshole. Um, um, what I enjoyed about 
um, this Mandarin, at least, especially Tony Lung being such a veteran and amazing actor, is that he created this dad character that, you know, super scary at first when you see him in the initial fight scenes as, you know, Wenshu um, doing all of his thing. And then, you know, him turning into this very loving father who, you know, through tra- tragedy becomes an asshole again. And I feel or like was it that his wife was the reason he wasn't an asshole? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So right. he just like, he, reverted. he didn't become a different person. He just suppressed it so he could. Or maybe he, himself, right? you know, people can change. Maybe he got better. And she, then she, she brought that, out the best in him. Yeah. And yeah. all that angst and stuff yeah. just like destroyed him again. And like, there's not many actors that could make you like a villain. Um, Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger <laughs> was very endearing for me, at least. I thought he. He was a villain that I understood and I knew you why sympathized he was doing with him. You sympathized yeah. with him. And yeah. for Wen Wu, I felt the same thing. I sympathized with him. Like I could see why he's doing all of this so he can get back his wife, especially if he thinks that this the, the mythical chance, right? thing was they'd actually just taken her away from him. Like, what wouldn't you do for your family? As fucking Benedict Cumberbatch said in Star Trek Into the Darkness. Um what uh, you need to do I'm these sorry. things to me, Eric? <laughs> no, it's a good line. Wonderful discussions, and then. Oh. Um, but yeah, what did you like? What did you think of Tony Long as like that evolved Mandarin? Like, as an you, actor, like, you just made me realize that the character from Shang Chi is very much based on Clint Eastwood's uh, from Unforgiven. You know, this person is just like you know, whose whole life had just been evil and evil, evil, and, and he met a he met someone not who changed that for him that and you know after the you know their tragic death and that you know he almost reluctantly goes back to the only thing he it knew. is a little bit different though uh, because uh, uh this this mandarin villain character he did he couldn't escape his past like there was no way because he did no that, like you know everyone knew it was going to catch up to him you know mm-hmm. and so you know like that's a thing i mean he had 300 years of tyranny you know and it wasn't just it like was a thousand years he didn't necessarily okay. rule yeah. anything for sure, a thousand sure. Years. so yeah so he killed a lot of people you know yeah. so it's like it's something that yeah you can't you can't clear that you know so i thought they were an gonna like yeah. say he was like genghis khan or something but Kind of presuming. I think I think he said that that was like one of his names, wasn't it? Mm. Didn't he say that? I think they mentioned he was a con. Yeah, possibly. So now that now that you guys are talking about that, like, whereas his his wife kind of like makes him good for a while, he's basically just John Wick, except he fails in the end, and John Wick John Wick never fails, right? Like it's the same kind of character arc where it's like you've got this incredibly badass. And then for a time, right, he's okay, and then that thing is taken away from him, and he comes back to being yeah. Well, if what when Wu also had a dog, and then the good guys killed it, I feel like he made of might have upped his game a little bit more. Um, so let's let's go into the the actual. Let's we we've talked about a lot of the movie, but we haven't talked about sort of the behind the scenes, the choreography, the direction, and cinematography, and this being a Asian kung fu movie, they had to sort of. They sort of played on Destin. What was the director's name? Destin Daniel Cretton. Destin Daniel Cretton. Uh, Definitely brought in a lot of the tropes and this cinematography of Hong Kong style action Mm -hmm. films. What did you guys think of the MCU izing of that? Shouse, I I cut you off earlier, so you should start off this section. Okay, yeah, thanks. Um, Yeah, so like I was getting definitely getting like Crouching Tiger vibes. 
um, with a lot of the the color palette, the the lighting, the the way that the camera would sort of circle. One of my favorite scenes was that f- initial fight that um, Tony Lung's character had with his sort of future wife, and and um, the way they were making eye contact, and the camera was sort of spinning around them, and you could see the sort of love was was starting to grow between yeah. them as they were almost dancing in this martial arts battle. That was uh, um, Lee played by Fala Chen. So. Okay. Yeah, it was it was it was beautiful and and I, I love the use of uh, of airbending that, that they seem to be able to do. Just whipping up the the air and throwing the stuff around and mm-hmm. I just love that kind of stuff. I'm a sucker for for that kind of special effect, like that kind of gorgeous um uh cho- beautifully choreographed fight sequences like that. Um which is why I enjoy movies like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And so um seeing that kind of stuff in this movie, I thought was just amazing. There, there were definitely oh, local. Uh, sorry, there were definitely um, hints of I don't know if you've seen the movie Hero from 2002, mm-hmm. but a lot of the, yeah. the that first sequence for sure was definitely inspired by a lot of the choreography and the the sh- um, the shots in that. Um, I was going to say uh, vocal tomes can confirm, but that genre of the floaty air treading, you know, uh, what I guess air bending, if you want to call it. But that <laughs> genre is like a, it's a wuxia, I think, uh, W-U-X-I-A. It's a fantasy subgenre of martial arts movies. So it's everything's very magical and fantastic. And and yeah, and that's what they were drawing from. Definitely like stuff like Hero and uh uh, definitely crouching tiger like because that whole thing with the eye contact between them and that you know as they're you know as they're engaged in their little dance and that you know that was like a direct shot from that movie um i think my issue with this movie at least the the way that it was choreographed and and shot was i know that all of these actors can fight i know they they're all either <laughs> martial artists or stunt performers or both True. most most often both and the first scene was so elegantly shot. Like it, you got a lot of wide shots. You got a lot of long takes. So you knew that these people were actually doing these moves and it, the, the flow came from seeing these full movements of the camera, right? It, it felt like you were there with them and you're floating with them, but you, once you get into the bus fight and all the other shots where everything is cut really close and then cut really, uh, not as fast tight. as, as, as you know, a Liam Neeson movie, but still pretty fast. <laughs> Um, oh, like standard, like, and then you see skills. like the bus pulled back. Like you got to see that, that side shot that, um, what's, what's that movie with the hammer? God, I can't remember. Thor. Thor. Thor? No, 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 the, 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 the <laughs> old boy, talking, old yeah, boy, old boy. boy. They had that old boy old. shot where they, they went across the bus. Right. Uh, um, and you're sitting yes. there like, oh fuck, it's, it, you could actually do these longer shots that look really good, but you chose to go into the MCU of going in and then going a little, you know, let's, let's move the camera where you flip over things. And when Iron Iron Man, thing. when Chang Chi is fighting death, I think it's death dealer. Is that the jumps name? Yeah. There's a, maybe a two second shot of their silhouettes. Oh, so beautiful against the background. And I'm like, just hold that shot. Oh my God. Just do the whole fight like that in silhouette. They'd be so now you get two seconds and then we, I'm like, Oh my God, man. There are a like couple that- really good shots in that, but it, I want like, I wanted more of that shot too. Yeah, oh. mm-hmm. there were a couple. There are a couple good, really close up shots that feel like those old um, martial arts movies where you know uh, the the knife was flipping and then Simu Liu caught it. Like that's mm-hmm. a very Hong Kong esque shot. And yeah, yeah, but a lot like of those are always just um, those were 
uh, they sort uh, of wasn't a knife. It, it was a kunai. Okay. Yeah, it was a kunai. Um, <laughs> it was a. Kunai. They're always an exclamation point in a in a fight, right? Like those close up shots in a Hong Kong fight, and then you'd usually go back and. Um, it, um, it 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 was sort of disappointing I, I, that it became that jagged for me after starting off so well. Paul, and again, this, this is why I was yeah. trying to hold off on my judgment because yeah, I also felt some of the martial arts were a little bit mediocre, but then at the same time, it's an MCU kung fu movie, so it's forgivable. Because I mean, getting the right fight choreographer and then the right director to shoot only kung fu is a very specific skill set you know so i think they did all right you know and plus they added all this extra cg into it to make it more superhero-y and so it was a, it was its own creation in the end so i i i, I forgive yeah. it but i i do agree yeah yeah some of it was a bit of a shame because the elements were there like you said they had a few really nice shots but they just uh they were too much in the the mcu style i wonder they, if the mcu was like you have to at least go more into the style like they're very hands-on like even the michelle yo and simu liu like sparring match that they did was also like the first it was shot like the first scene and it, it sort of mirrored it um and it was shot so beautifully and i was like Fuck, I, go back to that i wonder if it was an attempt to differentiate between like shang chi hasn't done this for 10 years so he doesn't have that and he also wasn't ever really well maybe he was he's trained a little bit by his mother and then you know you get into that in the end but he's trained that even less so he's just like this like I, i'm like i'm a trained martial artist but i'm kind of just a brawler right now so it feels rougher but that didn't have to look like you know worse mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, mean, I that's the best guess I have is that they wanted it to feel different. Like each each person's style also influenced. You want it to be more hectic, got. so you do the. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even though, like, there's great like you know shots where he's doing several moves, and you're like, great, and then just hold that note. We change camera. Why did you? You didn't need to zoom in there. Like, you can sell that shot from far away. You know, like. But we're we're really nitpicking it from that perspective. That I being mean, said, this is some of the best choreography people, out of all of the MCU. I think if most people enjoyed the fight scenes, who are not okay, like I'm put out to the rest of you guys who aren't nitpicking. I mean, did you guys find the film like enjoyable and exciting and satisfactory in terms of the combat? Like. As far as the fight sequences, I I love the bus sequence. I love the scaffolding sequence. Um, Not a big fan of the whole final battle, though. Lots of CGI. That's that's the thing. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, like when once I moved to the third act and it's like it was like you feel like a huge chunk of that movie just got handed over to the CGI directors and that to finish off and that. And it just it it takes away from like, you know, what we saw earlier in the film. What's really sad is that. Sorry, sorry, Hawk. Go, Go for it. Oh, I said we want. I think what I was looking for was more of an epic. Like the final battle should have been more of an epic battle between him and his dad. You know, yeah. it's like for you know, well, yeah. Uh, instead, you know, they had the death dealers. Dragon versus well, dragon. When 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 we when it started that last battle and it was like his army versus um Simulu's people. I keep on calling him Simulu when I should be saying Shang Chi. Um, his people. Like it felt really personal. And then when you get that one on one match, and then they just start adding on top of it and you're like you're taking away from the you know the personal battle when you add all this cgi yeah. when you start adding it after it's been so one-on-one and you know and then and then yeah. add on top of that you get the like it already started getting much when they started using the rings right in that battle yeah. and then they added the death dealers and then they added the dragon and then they added that other dragon do you um, mean death dealers? you mean soul suckers soul sucker sorry death dealers. yeah, yeah the, the, I, I was, I was, I was who got sucked 
Like, uh, oh my god, what a waste! They could have really done something in that. Oh. I mean, like, you know, Brittany actually thought it was, that it was going to be revealed that Michelle Yeoh was actually Death Dealer. You know, she predicted that years, you know, back when this was first announced, and we saw the first footage in that. But you know, a waste of a character, you know, because uh, it's like got taken out like a chump. Well, you know, it's, it's like Boba yeah, Fett. It, uh, <laughs> I was about, just about to say that. Yeah, I think that was on purpose, but it also just is not cool, right? Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, oh, here's a super badass who can like fight Chang Chi to a standstill. Yeah. Oh, they're dead. Yeah, but yeah. the Romanian, <laughs> the Romanian yeah. with a sword arm. By the I, way, they call him Romanian. He is an American accent. <laughs> Don't understand that. That's fair. Um, Harcroft said on Twitch, in my opinion, the best one-on-one battle was Shang-Chi versus the unnamed assassin at the Fight Club, which is the Death Dealer, I assume. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. What sure. did I miss? Oh, we didn't talk about the rings. They sort of changed things. They they, they were finger rings, and they each did. had a each had a different power in the comic books. But now yeah. there's sort of these. Uh, Arm bracelet, kind of like a whip. It's like a yeah. whip now. That yeah, it's like an energy things with them and Yeah, it's like an energy. Well, I think they were running into a real problem with that because all those rings controlled like some sort of a basis of like you know matter manipulation and that you know yeah. as far as like you know life, death, whatever. Don't they also manipulate, summon you know, energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. so, yeah something like that. I don't remember. So. <laughs> They're running into the problem that these rings could, you know, overshadow like, you know, the whole what we always saw with the, the Infinity Stones and that. So, you know, they had to change. You know? I wonder if the rings might be the next Infinity Stone thing where it's like because they're like, we don't know anything about these. What could they do? Maybe they like they throw <laughs> they're sending a beacon through, like Sonic or. Yeah, there was that beacon. Know, like, and I wonder if it's going towards yeah, those yeah. Fing Fang Foom people the dragon home world I, I don't remember what they're called um what his species is called at the moment um but yeah it's like there were those two end sequences the benedict wong slash captain marvel slash human bruce banner which i thought was interesting um with the broken arm with the broken arm because still of with the, the busted up arm because of the, the snap the snap or the yeah the snap um what do you think of that sequence where they start setting up i guess eternals and some other stuff like that i don't even know i mean Ooh, that would be neat if the rings had some link to the eternals actually that would make a kind lot of assumed yeah. it was yeah yeah i kind of turned my brain off by that point in the movie <laughs> <laughs> i uh i've been avoiding all the trailers for everything for like this whole year so i was very disappointed to be sitting in the theater with all these trailers blaring at me at the beginning god damn it <laughs> what trailers I'm did so you glad get? Ended up getting the Eternals, uh, the Spider-Man one. Yeah, um, I got those too. Thank God there wasn't a Dune Spider-Man one. one. Holy fuck, I, I got a so Dune mad. one as well. Oh, I got a Dune one. I, I, I didn't get, get Dune, a Dune and one. I got Eternals. I didn't get a Dune yeah, one, so Dune thank ones. goodness. Holy shit, yeah, I'd be so I, pissed. I started with Spider-Man and then went straight to Eternals, then Dune, and then we went to the movie. I was like, fuck. I did not get a Dune trailer, yeah. interestingly enough. Yeah. I watched the Shang-Chi trailer after I saw the movie and like... Why would they give away some of those scenes? Like, holy crap, guys. I mean, anyway, but no, uh, because I saw the Eternals trailer at the beginning of the movie, I just kind of mentally assumed that that had something to do with it, like the signal beacon thing. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I mean, at this point, this is the like you said, Eric, this is the first movie, really, of the next era. So I don't think it means anything. I mean, right now we've got the Darkhold, Kerr uh, at the end of time. We've got the ring sending signals so who knows how any of it's connected i mean it's I, all connected I man it's all ever <laughs> mephisto <matter>. confirmed <laughs> um so um to end us off any are there any easter eggs uh, cameos that you really enjoyed in the movie 
Shouts. Yeah, I mean Wong was really cool. Oh, Wong, Wong, and Wong and, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, the abomination was fun. It, it, it also feel weird though that like the one Asian character they brought into this movie. There's only but, how many you gotta you gotta get them all in the same. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's like I don't know. I don't know. It's like weird, <laughs> but it makes sense. But it's also like not all Asian people know each other, asshole. Like, come oh, no, on. No, no, like, no, no. In the MCU, someone's not, gonna ask. They're gonna they're say, not, "Hey, I know Wong. Do you know Wong? He's in the MCU." And be like, "Yes, I know Wong." <laughs> <laughs> they also had a black one of the black widows in in the fight sequence in the in the bar area. Um, really? Than, yeah. She was a she was a hmm. one of the glass rooms before they get up to the abomination. Yeah. She was oh, that girl. I missed that. Yeah, you see her shoot that that red shit out of her arm, and like stuns a guy. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of any other cameos. We got the ones at the end. Captain Marvel did, you know, her small little bit, and then fucked off as is her is way. It, is it? Is it going to be a trope that Captain Marvel is just always too busy for everyone's shit? Yeah, she always, like the, every time she's been on a call, she's just like, save the fucking universe again. Like, yeah. okay, Captain then just Marvel make too. the fucking movie. Stop. Captain Stop Marvel laughing. 2. I ain't got time for this shit. Oh, <laughs> I'm too old for this. this. I am looking forward to so the Marvel movie, though. Um, I can't think of anything. Anything else you guys want to touch on before we end this? Oh no, I'm just enjoying. Like, I mean, I I've been happy with the buildup. Like, like what Chaos was saying. Like, yeah, I was a little bit tired after Endgame, but I was curious, you know. And I've been really happy with everything that's happened with the the TV shows. And and now we've got all these factions in place, right? Like, we got yeah. the Power mm-hmm. Broker, like working behind the scenes. We got Zemo back in prison. We got a whole bunch of rogue uh, Black Widows, and we got we ten got rings. Scrolls. Ten rings back in scrolls, right? So we got, know. we got a lot of factions, a lot of agents moving yeah. around. So I'm really hoping to it, see like Black Widows and Ten Rings guys fight at some point. Like, it sounds like it's kind of a mess, though. You know, like, that's what I like. I like that there's a mess. I, I, yeah. I hope. I hope oh, you like the '90s Marvel <laughs> comics. Okay, <laughs> it sounds like they need a, a team of superheroes to come in and clean things up. Maybe I, the Young Avengers. Oh, sorry, go ahead. There we go. I was gonna say, I hope, I hope they converge some of these things so they're not all like disparate. Like I'd like if like some of these black windows ended up in the Ten Rings organization, you know, and you oh. know, just make because that would be like, oh, that's like serious shit, you know. But but who knows? Who knows? And Power Broker ends up working with her, you know. So I don't know. That'd be cool, but we will see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, that was good. That was good. Exciting. That was a good start. Yeah. yeah. I guess I guess the best takeaway from this movie is that you know Eric's and Shouse's kids loved it, and I think that's who these you know this movie is ultimately made for. And then so you know big yeah. up for that. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't have listened to two hours of our opinion, to be honest. Yeah, maybe I should. Maybe I should record <laughs> because because it is true though. Like because Iron Man came out in two thousand eight when I was twenty, mm-hmm. so that was like you know cool, cool because I like comic books. But Eric, your kids are. Yeah, very young. Yeah, uh, and seven and pres- and three. Presumably, if things go well, we're gonna get more of this, and they're gonna get yeah. more representation. So you know, it's not like this is a bad movie. It's, <laughs> I think it's fine. A lot of people like it, which is great. So you get more of that. Better for your kids. It's not like they're like my nephew, who's seventeen or whatever, and a fifteen. He's uh, he's just like a normal white kid. Like, it, not, yeah, this doesn't hurt him in any way and he's already got plenty of representation yeah. all those kids have what they need we need more stuff like this like marvel's done two minority movies now mm-hmm. out of 24 movies black panther and shank we need more yeah, right and sure. not just but, so hopefully yeah. this movie does well and that means not just marvel movies but just all of hollywood can put out we've already got miss marvel on the way yeah good it's amazing. yeah uh, it's, it's funny now, that's it, actually that's that's a question i want to ask you eric 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, like in pertaining to your daughter. Uh, now, what do you think is going to be more impactful for for your oldest daughter is to see like Shang Chi, which is like teaching her about like the Asian culture in in terms of superheroes, mm-hmm. versus like a Camila Khan, which is going to be more about like her age range almost yeah. as a superhero. Well, I mean, well, what so- do you think is going to be able to, like kind of speak to her more? I, it's interesting because I've talked to her about. Uh, we talked about Raya when we watched it and we talked about Shang-Chi afterwards. And like, she, she talks about how really it's really, she really enjoyed them. Like just to, to start it off. But she'd also say things like, Oh, they look like me, which is, you know, not something you hear from an Asian kid. And yeah, it, it's, it's, it's great to hear that and to see these people. And then she was so excited watching these, like seeing a girl kick ass on screen. Like a girl, an Asian girl, kick ass on screen, especially when Shang Chi was or Shang Chi was the the main character. She's like, oh, he's so, yeah. she's so strong. She she knocked him out. That must have been a hard kick or something like that. It was really cute listening to her talk um, the whole time. And it the best part about watching that movie was watching her reaction to the people on screen. Um, I I had already yeah. seen it, so I already knew what was coming. So I I would just watch her at times, and it it was great. Like her eyes were wide, and like. It's not to mention it was the first movie we had seen in like two years in a theater. So hmm. just that experience and all, like hopefully it's something that she'll remember going forward. Cause I, I think so. I, I really do. You know, like that's why I've been, that's, that was my point at the very beginning. Like, yeah. I mean, like David and I, we can be like crotchety and, and nitpicky and say, yeah, yeah, it's not the best MCU movie ever, but at the same time, need to see it and and yeah that representation we, we just never had it growing up right no. eric and i and uh and, and it's fine you know we found stuff eventually but i can't even imagine the value of it for a little girl yeah uh you know a little asian girl seeing this so that's why i feel like the movie's not really offensive it's a little bit tropey that could have been better but that doesn't matter to the kids who will come with come away with it with a lot more um wonder and a lot more things to think about mm. and uh, and that's really what matters so like, i think it is a good movie for that purpose like i don't know about you steve when you were younger but when i was younger and i would see an asian person on screen it's usually like star trek and you totally like latch onto that character i've latched onto sulu really hard when i first saw him i latched onto lavar burden because i was like another person of color it, oh it wasn't my. i don't think it was very my. much um <laughs> something i uh actively knew i was doing oh no but, we didn't think about it but, but but those are the people i was always like oh this person is different than all the people and i grew up in a, like a fully italian neighborhood like we were the only asian people there so seeing people oh, of yeah. color on screen those would always be the people i sort of uh it's it's to. something that i was thinking about all week and i couldn't quite identify because i know yeah i didn't even think of sulu but yeah there were a few see I, all i could think of was like bad ones like kid from uh, indiana jones you know like no time but love dr jones right like these <laughs> random and the nymodians from the prequels like holy fuck right yeah. um that's where i like, saw the down so right like that's the thing and then there was the one kid from uh, goonies right this japanese stereotype with all the gadgets and the cameras that's the you know, same like, kid though for me no and that's what i'm saying right like, See, i i went i went to though. sulu and i went to harry kim sure harry kim never got past ensign but he was generally a good character uh he was in charge yes. of moving that whole fucking ship though yeah right? but you know how many times he died and like the whole the time ship, he was lost in space he yeah. was just worried about his parents okay so yeah, again fair. we couldn't get away from these plots okay <laughs> that was his whole arc it's listen like, nobody oh here God, is saying voyager is some of the best star trek that's out there no one no i one's do like that. voyager a lot 
Um, Andrew's not bad. Yeah. I like it, but yeah. Poor Harry How many times died did like uh, did Red uh, from uh, that '70s show appear as a villain in that series? I think only only <laughs> only in Voyager. I think it was was it twice. I think I think, was, I think, I think Voyager was, was twice. Because uh, one yeah. was a double episode, so that doesn't Kurt count Wood as Smith. Me. the year of hell, the time travel. Hell. Um, I'm trying to think of any other things like I, I like. It's such an important. I know, film, I couldn't I think. think of it. Like it's such an important film for, for me. It's a good for, time though. It's a good time right now, right? Because you have Abominable. Yeah, damn right. Raya, and you have this movie all together, and it's it's normalization, and that's really the most important thing is just seeing Asian seeing, people just being jackasses like everybody else on screen. It's not just that's why. It's not just Asian people. We're getting a lot of representation for various different ethnicities right now. Like we were watching, um, what's that monkey movie? What was that monkey movie called? Planet of the, the Apes. Monkey one. <laughs> they could teach those monkeys to Vivo. ride horses. So there's a Netflix film called Vivo, and it's about uh, it's it's all based on Cuban music, and it's just like mm, these, I... these are all things nothing. There was nothing like this when I was a kid growing up, and seeing all these different um, ethnicities getting their time to shine very accessibly for all of us. Like we're gonna get Shang Chi on Disney Plus in a month, so. That's, you mean I spent all that money? I saw it for free. I used my scene points. <laughs> <laughs> free guys coming on P per view at the end of this week. So if you're gonna, you don't have to go to the oh, movie theater to see it. Also, I, was, kid, I might good. go see it tomorrow. I, my kid very much liked. Uh, you should that movie. honestly support that movie. It's an yeah. excellent movie. Go see it in theaters. Yeah. It it's yeah. also very visually. Yeah, yeah I saw it in just ADX. after. Like after the shit show that it went through, just trying to get a release date through the pandemic, I'm like, I feel almost obligated to go see it in theaters. I yeah. thought it was, I thought it was going to be bad because of how many times it got pushed, but it was actually damn. It well, was damn good. stupidly good. It like was, it doesn't, it shouldn't be that. Good. No, I just, shouldn't. I honestly, I just want to shut my brain off and enjoy like you can enjoy something for a couple. Open hours. your brain, like, open your heart. Bad. That's what that movie is. It's, yeah. it's oh, very good. Yeah. That's how we end. That's how we end this episode. So um, nice. let's let's thank. The fine people on this uh, podcast, Dave, Hawk, Steve, Brent, and Shouts for coming on and talking about Shang-Chi and Why the Last Man, although we just did a little bit of that. Um, yeah, I look forward to seeing this movie again. I This is a movie that I'm definitely going to buy. This is a movie I'm going to keep in my... I don't buy many Blu-rays now because most of it's on streaming, but I think this is one I'm going to end up buying. This movie was also in 3D, and I wonder if... What? I'm pretty sure it. it was in 3D because I remember yeah, was, thing, uh, there was a conversion. Say- I'm not sure I, about this one as a 3D at, movie. At Silver so City, they had it as 3D, IMAX, D-Box, everything. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. they had that at, at my theater, too. But I, yeah. I purposely didn't go for it. And I, I, that was actually one comment. When I was watching the movie, there's one sequence that's, like, at night. And, like, I'm like, the end sequence? Oh, I didn't really enjoy yeah. it. Maybe 3D would be fun, but the middle of the movie, I, 3D would not be 3D makes things good. darker, though. So that last I, sequence, I yeah, that's what I mean. I can't yeah. watch 3D unless it was filmed intentionally to be 3D. Any yeah, of those conversions, just I can't stand uh, them. Don't watch it in three. Yeah, that, this, I this might, was a single. I camera. might see, might check it out in D box. You guys kind of sold me on D box is fun. Go, I go saw an IMAX. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, um, cool. Okay. That all right. Well, thank you guys for coming on. Thank you all there for listening and you know, thanks coming along and listening to this very. I thought I thought it was a very good talk about Shang Chi. Um, we're gonna we'll be back in two weeks where we have a a read along later this year i think it's gonna be our christmas episode so we will talk to you guys soon uh have a good one we'll see you later goodbye stay tuned Bye. 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 
Well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidscn. Check out our pics on Instagram at geekswithkids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like what you hear, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.